When the crowd suddenly gets loud, that's a pop. But when the AARP revokes Ric Flair's membership for inadequate representation of the senior community, that's a monster pop. Yo, I'm D Straight, student of the game, and I am here with former professional wrestler, Twitch insurgent and keeper of Vampire the Masquerade lore, Reclaim Joey. What's up this morning, man? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Oh, who else is here? It is PhD, actual doctor of destruction. What is going on, dude? I'm doing great. You know, hot off the heels of watching Ric Flair's last match, I really, really want to see Joey get back in the ring and, you know... I think you could put a match on that's at least like half as good as that one. I think so, yeah. And you had a connection with this show. I mean, you, I did. Someone you trained with was on this show, and uh, I mean, you can give that guy a call. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll message him. Honestly, I, I want to message him and tell him I saw him on the show and good job and everything. My man Dave Miller, he's uh, he was one of the referees on the show, and uh, when I started training, the referee who counted Ric Flair's <clears throat> final pin. Yeah, his final pin. That's crazy. And uh, he was a big belt collector and stuff like that. And he started training at the same time I did. And he was he was a lot older than me. But I guess he just wanted to, like, when he started, he was like, I just want to have one match. I want to be able to say that I that I had a match. And a uh, really super nice guy. Love the guy to death. <laughs> and uh, we got to ride together a lot, you know, when we were training and stuff like that. I'm sorry for holding hurting your shoulder whenever... Uh, I get, I did the exploder suplex for the very first time, <laughs> and you know I, I was just really fucking happy. He he transitioned to becoming a referee, and he found his knack, and uh, he was he was really good at it, and and uh, it was really awesome to see him refereeing this show. Like very well deserved. Looks like he hasn't aged a day since the last time I saw him, and fucking that was cool. That was really cool. He did drop the ball on one of his responsibilities, though. What's that? He was the guy in charge of putting baby powder in Jeff Jarrett's guitar, and he just <laughs> spaced on it. <laughs> oh my God! Would well, you guys want to get into news before we uh, before we start covering this uh, Ric Flair's last show? And by the way, yeah. they didn't really have a they didn't really try to come up with anything with any turn of phrase for this show that was that rolled off the tongue. It was just Ric Flair's last show. Yeah, they, Ric they Flair's knew what the last match was. or just... whatever. Fuck it. Let's just yeah. go with it, right? Rick, Rick Flair, last match. <laughs> just, I mean, like if no they, one else if will, they just yeah. called SummerSlam Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. To be fair, and I guess it depends on who you are, the big thing is not just Rick Flair's last match. It's, you know, it's a, it's a Jim Crockett promotion. Jim Crockett promotions running a show in to 2022. Be f- to be fair, I feel like that was pretty poorly advertised in comparison. Like, it was very evident on the show, like, oh, yeah, Jim Crockett Productions and whatnot, but, like... Uh, like, why it's a big deal? <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's not like they really conveyed that. I mean, like, yeah, if you're, like, a you know, someone who kind of knows a bit of wrestling history, you know why it's a big deal and whatnot, but... Right. It wasn't like that was being pushed as, like, a draw. It wasn't like, you know, Jim Crockett presents Ric Flair's final match. It was just Ric Flair's final match. At least the Jim Crockett promotion banner that came up before the match was pretty well done and there was a little you know post credit with uh jim crockett promotions and the pictures from like throughout rick flair's career one that was nice we're bearing the lead really because the start <laughs> yeah. of this fucking thing was the theme song they fucking, yeah. let's <laughs> they fucking uh used well let's talk about some news first and we'll get into that because i know we we yeah, all have yeah. a lot to say about rick flair's oh, yeah. last match and uh and yes. the, the show in general we're gonna review the whole show so but crazy news like follow-up so vince mcmahon 
steps down, right? Triple H takes mm-hmm. over. I guess let's talk about that. Let's, uh, what do you guys think about, about Triple H taking over? Yeah, we talked a little bit about this uh, last week, but you know this was like his first week in charge, right? He had a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. He's got you know a full Raw under his belt. Um, last week, you know, the Raw was mostly written by Vince, and there definitely seemed to be a placebo effect where everyone's like, oh, wow, it's all new, all different. So many people are so ready to give, like, so many props and if you want to see the king of cringe like that night we were looking at hashtag thank you triple h or not thank you triple h just hashtag uh the triple h era and everybody was <laughs> saying like the same thing i swear that like there had to be like some kind of fucking like bots or ads like paid ads it was insane how everybody was saying the exact same kind of thing and it was the Triple H era, and that was what was fucking trending. It was really, weird. Everybody was using the same wording and everything. It was super weird. Yeah, and like I, I don't think like I, I think I probably watched more of SummerSlam than the rest than both of you. But uh, you know, I didn't watch much of it. I watched you know a few highlights that came and you know trended and whatnot. But uh, the only thing that really seemed to reflect the quote unquote Triple H era is that like after the women's title match, you had uh, a couple people. Um, that he's clearly higher on than Vince was. Uh, Dakota Kai, who they fired, uh, he brought yeah. her back, and then Io Shirai, who was um, likely going to leave if she didn't get like a main roster deal. Uh, you know, according to like the uh, the dirt sheets and whatnot, and she was there too. So with Io Sky, so you know we're keeping the same uh, weird corporate names. I'd heard that uh, like the last hour of the show, it's like. 90 percent you know ads video packages etc so like all that production side stuff that we've expressed as being really annoying is nothing really changes nothing really changes it's still corporate mcdonald's wrestling and even if it even if it does improve it's still that like they're still going to have the saudi arabia shows they're still going to have the same kind of productions value they're still going to have the same philosophy they're still going to make money the way they've always made money which is by these advertisements during the show like there might there are going to be improvements there's just there's no doubt about it and good for them i guess but man if you guys I mean, yeah like these people think that it's just the fucking second coming of christ and i'm telling you right now it's not and like you can it's very evident because we triple h just did an interview talking to mainstream media and straight up said that wrestling was a really small thing and it was only happening in bars and Vince McMahon is the one that yeah, that made it big with WrestleMania. That is the most revisionist shit I've ever heard. And he knows better than that. And if you The fucking- crazy thing is, is, is early TV, like in the early 1950s, mm-hmm. wrestling was the number one spectator yeah. sport on TV. Because I read old books and you know watch old movies there's constant jokes about there being wrestling on tv yeah like oh, i'm just getting tired of looking at fucking wrestling so i turned off the tv you know it's just yeah. constantly referenced right and like so I yeah mean, that's fucking crazy huge like years and like you know there was territories and like god damn it we're from fucking dallas you're telling me that the Vaughn Eriks and world-class championship wrestling wasn't a thing, and they weren't selling out the Texas Stadium. Sportatorium it was kayfabe is, that they sold it out. They didn't really sell it out. But even that still, happened during, they re- like, the WWF Speaking era, of kayfabe era. numbers, I did find it amusing at SummerSlam that the, you know, because they always juice up the numbers to, like, announce to the live crowd, which, I, who cares about that segment? Like, if you're live and it's like, oh, hey, yeah. we're going to inflate this number by 10,000 people, like, who gives a shit? But they right. had a uh, Kane do it, and I'm like, I can't think of anyone better to spread. Did they really do that Kane. shit? 
Oh my oh god. god. Oh my god. So that fucking shit makes me sick already. And that's the kind of thing that puts a bad taste in my mouth for uh, the future of this company and their new regime and stuff like that. I mean, the talent's happier. Good for them, I guess. But yeah. as a consumer of the product, it doesn't really, you know, morbidly curious, but not really anything more. Yeah. And I'm, I'm folding my arms. I'm fucking. I am a hundred percent like just not excited about this change, and I don't care. I really don't care. Like I'm, I just it's the damage has been done to me as a fan. People thinking that Triple H is like the big thing, and like oh AEW's in trouble, and all these other companies are <laughs> in trouble. Like get the fuck out of here. Like maybe hey, bro, they still have they still have Nick Khan yeah, doing shit, and exactly. they still have the video packages. Well, they still have the corporate culture, and they still have the board. Yeah. Well, that if was you the think- thing I was thinking too. If like Nick Khan, because like yeah, like you know they they had like let go Dakota uh, Kai, and like people were thinking like, oh maybe like all these other people that they fired come back. And I'm like, yeah, I think maybe a few names, but like that was more from what everything we know that was more of a Nick Khan thing. Um, and like there's still the idea that they may very well be interested in selling the company. You know, like I think you know with Vince, he was like passively interested. He wasn't like looking for a buyer. Um, but you know, with Nick Khan, he might be looking for a buyer. Who knows? Oh boy! Like I don't know. I just I'm not uh, impressed. Like Reddit and Twitter and everything were going crazy about what they were doing, saying like bringing back you know two women that were signed to the company and one that had just gotten released was the impossible. <laughs> like 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 they had the fucking bend over backwards to broker these deals for them to show up on one of the shows that they're fucking required to show up on. D- yeah. Give me a fucking break. Dakota Kai off the yeah. couch. Yeah, yeah. Give me a fucking break with that shit. Like, you know what? I just can't wrap my fucking head around what? that in the last year. I, it's not probably not even that. It's not even that long. Triple H and Stephanie were quote unquote let go or stepped down. Yeah, and now they're back and and with you know promotions and bigger roles i just can't i can't wrap my mind around it just god it just seems like that was all premeditated i don't know it's just it's very weird if this guy's being let go what was the situation with the triple h like um i heard people call it a firing but i don't think that's he wasn't fired so what happened with him he was kind of I can't remember if this happened first, but he did get sick. He had that, like, heart issue. But I think he had, like, already been, like, they had already kind of cut down some of his roles. He had some still, but, like, they had kind of, like, reduced his focus. Right. Then he had right. the heart thing, and they're like, yeah, like, you know, probably shouldn't have this guy doing anything too serious. But now he's, like, head of creative, head of talent relations. I can't remember if he has any other roles. Yeah, I mean, like, so it's, like, you know, kind of, not, 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 not like, you know, like, opine about you know his actual medical conditions but it's like it's weird that you were that concerned that like oh like yeah this guy probably shouldn't be too involved in this corporate hierarchy but now you've like you know given him more responsibilities than ever Mm -hmm. it's a little weird yeah they're fabing us bro (laughs) with some some of the there's some kayfabe involved in some of this shit i think so i think so too like i absolutely believe that but you know like we said nick Khan's still there their fucking marketing division is still there. Uh-huh. You're still going to get the fucking crispy M&M's fucking ads. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyone watch SummerSlam amongst us? Mm, I, I I watched a couple of clips. Yeah. I, okay. I, I watched a bit of the main event, which got a lot of rave. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys have seen like the clip of like Brock Lesnar of the tractor and him like lifting no. up the ring. I'm like, it's creative. But part of me is like, I don't know if this is like, 
just that like yeah i we saw, were like, talking brock a little bit I saw Brock Lesnar is crazy or he's out of his mind and shit like that with like a head exploding. And it was literally just like, no, that's not what I saw with the head exploding. But I did see all that shit like Brock Lesnar is insane. It's all he did was lift up the ring a little bit. And then like Roman Reigns took an exaggerated bump and rolled to the Which bottom. Which also made him like, look kind of like an idiot. Like why wouldn't he just like left before? Yeah, he saw <laughs> but, it fucking getting dumped. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the actual like moment itself, I'm like, part of me is like, I mean, it's creative. I'll give it that. And like, I don't, but I can't decide if it was like good. And, and it's like one of those things where we were talking a little bit on the show where we're talking about like how, you know, before the show rather, you know, the stuff with nostalgia and kind of rehabilitating things. And I don't know if it's just like the response to that is sort of this like, that our culture is just sort of rehabilitated, like everything is good to some yeah. audience i don't i don't know that's kind of the vibe i got from it uh there was like a I, there was another one um somebody was like this is like more from triple h's era and it was like it was like a girl from nxt doing just a regular dive from the outs like from the outside to the or from the inside to the outside just a regular everyday dive that Let's everybody that like every does match. yeah and everybody does it in every match and then it said like oh my god i can't even remember the the uh i can't even remember the woman's name but she, like, it said, oh, my God, I can't believe her. I can't believe her. Like, with a fucking head explode emoji. And it was just a regular dive. And I was just, oh, I, I'm just like, what the I fuck mean, is this? I'll say this and like, you know, the risk of, you know, I, I don't mean anything like sexist by this. But I do think there's a weird fandom when it comes to, like, women's wrestling. When they, when they do mm-hmm. something that, like isn't that impressive it's just like oh i'm so proud of so and so whereas like if you had like some like jobber guy do that stuff yeah no one would care and like it's it's weird because like it's almost like a reverse sexism thing because oh my god rampage the rampage main event we'll we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that but it was like one of the worst matches i've seen in recent memory i think it was worse than that nxt match that everybody was saying i I don't think it was it was like it might be balanced by the fact that it was the main event, but it wasn't as bad as that match on like a technical level. We'll see. We'll talk about it because there's some things I would I gotta fucking point out. But but yeah, it's just it's just weird where it's like where it's like no, there's there's a hierarchy of who's better than other people in the ring. And like in like like I said, like you said, it's not a sexism thing. There are great women's wrestlers, and um, just like all that stuff about like Natalia and. And Liv Morgan recently, you know, and everybody's like talking about how great Liv Morgan is and she's supposed to be champion. And then like, you know, not even Natalia, who's actually really good, trained in the heart dungeon, can't even get a good match out of her. So I don't know. I think we should stop reacting to what WWE fans say. Yeah. You know, it, it, because it's such a, the scale like slides so far down Yeah, when, you know, they, they start announcing their opinions and stuff it's almost not even worth it's talking about downright because of course, embarrassing like yeah it, of course they're going to be impressed by you know the mundane at best and accept like you know way less than they should but speaking of vince mcmahon stepping down random wrestling dirt sheets our podcast or whatever asked um cm punk and brian danielson their opinions about that and punk kind of echoed what we talked about was that yeah vince is is quote unquote stepping down, but there's no way that he's fucking not going to be calling yeah. a lot of shots here. And what changes, um, what changes the whole culture is the same. It's the exact same shit. Yeah. We, we it's exactly what we've been saying. Like maybe 10% of the booking at best. Like if you're lucky, I don't know. Yeah. The Danielson stuff surprised me. Oh my me. God. 
What did yeah, he it say? surprised the shit it. out of me too. Oof. Basically, he said uh, he was always cool to me. Like when they were asking oh him about you God, know, the sexual, yeah. the fucking sexual harassment or and fucking like hush money allegations and all that stuff. He's like, people and, make mistakes, um, and you're supposed to love people for their mistakes. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's about a, I'm about love. Yeah, it's a it's one thing to make a mistake, and this was some straight bootlicking shit. Like yeah. it's one and, and from Danielson of all people, and I love Brian Danielson. But this is, I, I do not want this to slide. Yeah, it's not just hush money and NDAs. It's like, there's like legit allegations yeah. of fucking no. like some really but shitty fucking like workplace sexual harassment. Even if there wasn't, it's one thing to make a mistake. It's another thing to not accept your mistake and cover it up. And then make that mistake on purpose yeah. over yeah, and yeah. over and over again to the tune of millions of dollars. You're knowingly do it at some point. No, I mean, at yeah, some point, straight up a predator. Yeah, it's 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 at some point you can't call it a mistake anymore if you're if you're doing it on purpose. It's no longer a mistake. It's a crime. Yeah, you don't think it's wrong if yeah. you continue to do it. Exactly, and, uh, you get away with it, and you're like, oh, I got the money to fucking cover this shit up. So, like, dude, Danielson, like, fuck you, dude. You're sucking Vince McMahon's dick, and that's embarrassing. For no yeah, and I, that's he fucking was cool to me. Yeah, he's always he's cool to me. I, I guess, I've seen, you know? I, I've seen that. <laughs> he gave me lot. millions I've, of dollars. I've seen more or less that response from a lot of people, um, and it, it's just weird to me where it's like you know, like I, I don't even if that's true, right? Even if like yeah, yeah, I always got along with him. Why do you need to like put that out there? That like almost as like a defense of it. Like there's no it's, reason. Yeah. You could have just shut the fuck up. Honestly, if you if you wanted to boot lick him that bad. Just shut the fuck up. But you know what? It's crazy because like when he made that comment, I saw people backing him. And you know, mm. and like I like I said, I like Brian Danielson, but I'm not gonna let that shit slide. That's embarrassing. It really was. That's man. oh my god. It's yeah, about even, love. Like, Come on, Joey. It's about to, love. Like, say that. Be like, you know, like wow, this is like you know, it's it's really shocking. I'm still coming to grasp with it because this is like so incompatible with the person that I knew or whatever. Like even that, like it's like still not great. But like just yeah, it's at least a little less. Sucky, like. and when when jericho defended vincent man and, and said that stuff at least he had an excuse for like the allegations part hadn't come out yet you know at least it was just like oh he was just cheating on his wife and then like man we all do it in the back come on good lord and like oh my god and then then did you see that like tmz guy or maybe it wasn't tmz it was somebody that was probing linda mcmahon about the no, like to comment on it and stuff like that and she was just like oh shut the fuck up who cares yeah, I know he's been cheating on me for years. Like, he was just like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm trying to do this thing. Oh Who cares what he's doing? <laughs> trying to fucking, I'm trying like, to get some fucking money for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, she was just like, she's like, who cares? I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in like, t- like five years. I don't know. Oh like, <laughs> she didn't say that, but like, that's the vibe she gave off. This is this is getting a little beyond the pale, but I wonder when the last time they slept in the same bed was. Oh my gosh! Oh, I I think, I think even like Cornette said that like when he was working with Vince that like they were they were not together. So like he this we're talking like thirty or forty years. He's in minimum. he's in bed he's in bed with her, being like, maybe I gotta break up the superpowers. <laughs> the superpower that was the last time they were in bed it was fucking mega. It was the mega powers. Oh, mega yeah, powers. Yeah, sorry, goddammit. Yeah, sorry. Hogan's getting too big for his bridges. What if like what if like like Vince like back then like he just talked in full kayfabe? <laughs> like like that he believed the characters that he was fucking creating. Oh my god. 
<laughs> she's sitting there with like the Polaroids, like ready to show him from the private detective <laughs> that fucks you yeah. hired. I believe that. Oh I maybe believe that a little bit more in like the Attitude Era, just because like at least then he was like you know part of the kayfabe. He's like he's gonna puke. He's like I'm still coming. I'm still coming from the time that Andre or uh, that Hogan slammed Andre. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. <laughs> okay. God. <laughs> oh. oh my god. What did you guys what did you guys think about Vince McMahon, the play by play guy back in the day? I thought he was great, honestly. He was pretty good. Yeah, I thought he was, he was, he was pretty good. He, he like he sounded like he was desperately always trying to get over the story really well. And it's oh, really yeah, weird yeah, how true. hard he like But he's better than Michael Cole at, at that. Yeah, it's oh, speaking yeah. of speaking of Michael Cole, every that there's more of that fucking weird shit. And I know we're not supposed to comment on what people are saying about Michael Cole anymore, <laughs> but goddamn, everybody's talking about they're talking about him like he's now Gordon Soley because Vince McMahon's gone. And he's probably improved. But everybody's talking about like, oh my god, Michael Cole without shackles, Michael Cole without Vince McMahon yelling in his ear, he's incredible. <laughs> like, holy, shut the fuck up! Like, calm down. Oh my god, we're this is a very angry episode of Monster Pop, but yeah, I hope you're enjoying our rants. <laughs> Michael Cole, dude, oh my god. <laughs> well, fuck, man. There's that. Has has anything else? Have they discovered any other crimes or um, fucking misdoings by this motherfucker? I don't think I've seen any other updates. Um, They're saying that shit's coming, though. Yeah, I mean, especially if the U.S. government's involved. Well, well um, we've got one more uh, news story this week uh, that's you know a little less controversial. The uh, AEW uh, game uh, is up for pre-order now. They've uh, released a trailer. We've got a little bit more uh, some screenshots and whatnot. Uh, looks it's looking really like it's coming out. Uh, Pre-order date is like what is it December thirty first, which is clearly a placeholder date. Um, usually, that's I think I think the industry standard is usually like the intention is like quarter four, but it might come out early next year. That's what I'm thinking. So the interesting mechanic about this game is it doesn't use buttons. Like you don't press buttons. It actually has a voice recognition <laughs> uh, mechanic to where you just call the moves that you want you want to okay. do. Remember when it was it the PlayStation Two that had a few games that had like the microphone that like that was how you played it. The N sixty four did too. Was it the N sixty four? Was it the was was it GameCube? Hey you Pikachu! I would love to be there when Joey was playing a voice command wrestling game and calling out the moves he wanted to do. <laughs> I'd love to be there like when he didn't know I was there. Give her Kiranya! Give her Kiranya! From Chancery. <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> I didn't say Hurricane Rana. I mean, I can't. I didn't say Powerbomb. I said Hurricane Rana. <laughs> Maybe if we can get our shit together, we can fucking play that shit on our Twitch channel that we have that's just sitting dormant at the moment. Is there going to be a PC version? Yeah, there is. They've, it is going to be on PC. That, um, a month or so ago. Yeah, you know what? And you know what that means? Mods. Yeah, mods, downloadable fucking characters from fucking Steam, hopefully or something. I don't know. But, well, oh my I know, God. like, I mean, I don't know for sure if they would have the same thing, but I know, like, a lot of the WWE games, like, they have, like, you know, you can download other people's created characters too. Uh, but like, mods mm-hmm. would give you, you know, a little bit more in depth than just like the in-game uh, creation sure. suite. Oh, yeah. I'm going to mod characters' attributes based on their actual 2022 skill. You're gonna give Will Osprey like a giant dick or something. <laughs> 
I'm not. He's, he's, he's talking about their, you know, their in-game stats. Talking, yeah. not oh, like, you know, they're... I'm not talking about the dick slider. <laughs> well, d- yeah. <laughs> dick sliders. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna put dick sliders in the nowhere. Um, CM Punk would be like the jo- the jobber. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> His actual attributes. Anybody would be like level one Glass Joe. Anybody who we're uh, we're mad at, we just fucking make them jobbers. Oh my god! I'm gonna put drop Michael Cole in the game as a play by play. Anyway, um, well that's cool. What what game does it look to be modeled after? It's being made by the old school like uh, like in depth like um, WrestleMania 2000. You uh, know, No, no Mercy. Mercy. Yeah, like um, you know, in depth WCW MW Revenge. Yeah, it's being made by the uh, that classic studio. Oh, for Virtual Pro Wrestling. So it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it should be fucking really good. Like. Everything points to it being amazing, mainly because of that, and I'm fucking stoked about that. Remember those, you know what games that, that's really overlooked when we're talking about those games is uh, in the same company made, the, 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 I think it was the last wrestling game they made um, in that engine or in that style. Backyard uh, wrestling. No, it was, um, <laughs> it was Def Jam, Fight for New York. Remember how uh, good that remember fucking that. game? Remember that game that? is amazing. Yeah, and it was really, it. and like what was cool is like, it had like sixty, like sixty or seventy, like roster members, and uh, it was pretty nuts. And I think, oh man, I don't know. And they were able to go like really over the top. So like, you know, the rappers had like really uh, over the top crazy moves and really violent moves as well. Like I remember like one of the girls, if like you could, they had like breakable environments, and there was like a cool thing where like. I, I, a girl tried to do like an overhead belly to belly suplex against the wall, and then the person's head like compresses against the fucking wall, shit like that, and breaks their neck. Stuff crazy shit like that. I would love to see something like that again. Like fuck a wrestling realistic wrestling company game. Like give me something over the top like that again. What I, what I do like, I'm I'm reading the features there, and they on match types at the end of match types. The exploding barbed wire death match. Wow, it's actually in the game. I kept saying I want that in the game. I hope there's like a like an Easter egg that has like the shitty explosion at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I remember when that Def Jam game came out, like I think the anticipation was that it was gonna be just a like a total like piece of shit, broken mm-hmm. cash in type it thing. It was awesome. Yeah, like it well, the first one was Vendetta. The first one was Vendetta and it was really good. And Fight for New York was incredible. And then they made like that that one Def Jam icon and it wasn't as good because they like they did, it's not it wasn't a wrestling game anymore it was just like a punching and kicking game but mm-hmm. like the presentation was really nice and stuff like that but and it was cool that they had all the rappers like voice you know they had voices and stuff like that which those uh the other wrestling games did not have like voices voiceovers or anything like that and it's crazy like people will mod like virtual pro wrestling and no mercy and stuff like that i would love to see somebody mod fight for new york and you know turn that into like the full-fledged wrestling game That'd be cool. I'm sure there's a lot out there, but you think so? I feel like people overlook. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure people remember it, but like nobody like thinks about it as like the best of those wrestling games. And I think it might be. I don't know. I mean, ICP did show up on the backyard wrestling <laughs> too, <laughs> no, or whatever. They didn't make that game. <laughs> this company didn't make that game. I know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think was that the same engine as like the old Attitude Engine and shit. No. Oh, are you talking about backyard wrestling? Backyard. Yeah. I don't yeah, even yeah. think it was that, was it? I don't think so. Because they made like that. They made no. I don't think so. They <laughs> made um, 
Ah, oh, shit. I don't remember. Memory but, but, doesn't really serve. That company yeah. was making the ECW games, remember? And then they stopped right, making... That was a claim. Yeah. It was a claim. That's right. Okay. I don't yeah, know who yeah, made yeah. that. Maybe they did. I don't I don't think they did, but maybe they did. Well, you know. I remember, like, those are, like, the Backyard Wrestling game had some, uh, some interesting names in it. Like, fucking Sanjay Dutt was in that game. And, like, some of those guys, like, from the indies... Like really early indies, like mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. the two, early two thousands and stuff like that. It's kind of crazy. All right, are we ready to finally delve in to Ric Flair's final match? The paper I game? am. Yeah. Yeah. So Ric Flair's final match, and I just have to say, kind of just generally, I think this has to be one of the most erratic weeks in terms of quality that we've ever reviewed on this show. Oh yeah. Mm. Like, I I actually had high, like really weird expectations, like high and low expectations for this show. I, and going into it, I was like, it's either going to be the biggest disaster ever or it's going to be a surprise hit. It was neither. So, yeah, man, when. OK, so when the show comes on and they're they are running through the card. Yeah, it looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it looks like the this real forbidden. Amazing this, card on paper. This was the real forbidden door. It had a W impact ROH um, New Japan, New Japan, uh, fucking ML, M- MLW, WWE. Like it had everybody, it had everything. This is the real Forbidden Door right here. It wasn't as good as the real Forbidden Door, but and it had Jim Crockett promotions. <laughs> yeah, to, to the Forbidden Door. This is crazy. This is you crazy. Had Tony Schiavone on commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that surprised me when he came on. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I saw. That. He looked I saw the picture. most chill I've ever seen. Like dude, any he was commentator. Dude, he was chilling hard. He had his arms folded across his like across his torso he's rolling the 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 yeah yeah, swiveling chair like (laughs) he was like what's up and he was just like leaning back just chilling delta thc it was was so weird um but you know he was good on the show and uh commentary was good they were switching out people constantly and man people showed up you would think that this was this would be something that people didn't want to touch but man people showed up to respect rick flair oh yeah they had testimonials from everyone The Rock, even The Rock, and like fucking uh, Jerry Lawler showed up, and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. It was it was uh, it was pretty cool. Jerry Lawler just showed up to talk shit about Ric Flair. He was, he was like full heel, talked a bunch of shit about Ric Flair, and uh, with Jeff Jarrett and stuff, and it was it was crazy. It felt like a celebration of like some old school wrestling, honestly, and like, but also it did a really good job of highlighting modern wrestling. Um, some of the most respected stars that are going right now. Some of the young up and comers. And then of course, like what we talked about before, um, it had, you know, a lot of like second and third generation wrestlers and, uh, on, on the show. So it was, it wasn't bad as this show was not bad at all. I don't think it was go out of your way must watch, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. So like the undercard, I don't think we really need to spend too much time on these matches. Uh, in fact, they didn't really spend too much time on most of these matches either. Um, I think one of the ones that like stood out to me that I was pretty excited for was they had this four corners match with Takeshita, Alan Angels, Nick Wayne, and Jonathan Gresham. Um, I've never, I've never been so like convinced that match. <laughs> not blue balled, but also I've never like it. It wasn't these matches weren't bad, but they weren't as good as you would have expected them to be because they didn't give them a lot of time. They were very much in and out. And except for like two matches and uh, it was weird. I mean, I would love to go down these, but like, yeah, that match, like I've never been so like, uh, like understanding about why they released somebody in wrestling and that like, like in Allen Angels. Holy crap. That guy does (laughs) like that guy does nothing 
nothing for me or wrestling at all. Like, um, holy shit. I, it seemed like maybe the vibe in the building was weird because even with the time given, mm-hmm. the, the time allotted to these matches, Everything seemed real basic and by the numbers for the most part. It wasn't the you smartest know, I, crowd for sure. It wasn't the smart. No, no, no. Yeah, forget. I mean, we talked about a bad crowd at Death Before Dishonor. I don't um, think it was we, Death Before Dishonor bad. The, the, death, yeah. the Death Before Dishonor crowd, it was like they love AEW. They wanted to see an AEW type production. They checked it out and they were just like interested at least. And they were just seeing a bunch of stuff they'd never seen before. Another bunch of wrestlers they'd never seen before. This crowd was like older white males <laughs> mostly. And uh, that were just like there to see Ric Flair. And they were not, they were reacting very much like a, like a two thousands crowd, <laughs> like a two thousands WWE crowd. Yeah. They, uh, there were some like worn out fucking, Walmart, like American flag polo. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it was weird. It was a really weird. I think they've been washed a couple hundred times. Yeah. The lucha match, the effort level was pretty high, that, but I felt everything else was just like. Well, I, there was one before that I did want to make note of. We had uh, Carrie and Ricky Morton versus uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. We can run down mm-hmm. the card if y'all want. I don't mind. This show, this show is kind of like big. It's a once in a lifetime show. Yeah. So do let's quick, do it. Let's yeah. let's run but, down the but card. But I just I just want to say this. It it was almost and and my point in saying like these matches were really paint by the numbers and underwhelming. Yeah. Um, it's almost like hey, don't have match of the year because we don't want to fucking like outshine. Yeah. The main event. And honestly, that's probably what it was. And honestly, that's very, the main event that's a, too felt like let's that's not a, outshine. Yeah, the wrestlers in the match. Guy. Let's yeah. not uh, let's not uh, let's not that's, outshine the fucking pre-show. That's a very old school like mentality. I remember, I remember one time, uh, you know, I, I remember one time I, on a show and I was uh, in the opener, and I did a moon salt. I did one moon salt in the match. I did one fucking big move. That's it. You know, the rest were just like normal was normal wrestling, my normal stuff. And I remember coming to the back and Action Jackson, real old school guy, was around in the territories and stuff. He goes, he goes, that was pretty good, but why'd you do a moonsault? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, he goes, what's the rest of the show going to do? And I was like, I don't think we're going to have that problem this day and age. But but I was like, oh, yeah, you know, sorry, sir, whatever. <laughs> but, but it was like, but that's a really old school mentality. He right? was just mad at you because your aunt didn't call him back. but um but yeah so i guess like that just that's kind of the mentality that was going in here maybe that was somebody who's putting together the matches or something but yeah speculation but man it kind of felt that way yeah let's run down the card so we open up with the motor city machine guns versus the wolves going into this the production was shockingly good the was good the the show the, the, the stream was smooth there was no problems. It looked good. Every like it sounded good. Yeah, I mean when when they would do longer takes of this crowd. Yeah. There were a lot of people there and you add in a couple AEW logos here and there and maybe, you know, one improvement here or there and this is, you know, dynamite. Yeah. They had Pretty I much. think Impact's production crew helping them. It, out. Is it Oh, they did. Yeah. Which is funny. How come how come, is, how come Impact doesn't look this good? Right? Well, they yeah, don't, that was they, Well, number one they don't run buildings that are this big and get people in the fucking seats. That's true. Know? People traveled for this. Yeah. Well, well also well they were piggybacking off of SummerSlam. 
That's right. It was in because yeah. it was in they Nashville. Did, yeah, right? they do Starcast and they they piggyback off of that like they do for like people do for WrestleMania weekend style. Yeah, that definitely that didn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so yeah, so first match, um, the American Wolves versus versus Motor City Machine Guns. This is one on paper that was like awesome. Yeah, yeah. like the American Wolves, um, you know, reuniting for the first time in years. I think Davy Richards just came back to pro wrestling not very long ago, and I don't know, but the match was fine. It wasn't anything crazy. Again, it wasn't crazy. Like on paper, it should have been incredible, but you know, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was fine. You know. Yep. And no um, fault to their own. It's not like a like again. This isn't a knock on their talent. It's just right. It's I mean, just the well, it's a, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was an opener, but nobody you know looked bad. And yeah. I mean, Motor City Machine Guns. Sometimes you see the guys that are you know getting big exposure on TV versus those who aren't. And mm-hmm. man, like they're better than eighty percent of tag teams straight that are up. on TV. Mm-hmm. Straight up. But I yeah, I know we talked before about Alex Shelley just having another career and just having at one point, you know, saying I'm going to do wrestling as a hobby or whatever. I don't know if that's quite what he said, but you know how he's got another career. Yeah. And it's just not really doing it full time. Yeah. I wish he would. I wish he would. You know, as a, as a, uh, you know, a fucking, you know, just as a fan, a selfish fan, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd like to see that, but you know, whatever. I mean. Yeah, the, the, this the, nothing interesting really to say about this match. Nothing really interesting to say about the next one either. Uh, Killer Cross versus uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Davy Boy looked great. Yeah, he looked like, did take good. that, and so did Scarlet. <laughs> but <laughs> Cross looked he had, like his hair like he grew it out, but it just looks really fucking weird. Um, then we had of course the four way match that we just talked about. Uh, one thing we didn't mention was that. Uh, uh, Ian Riccoboni, the uh, ROH um, commentator, was on commentary for that match, and he noted that Gresham has an uncertain future. So I don't know if that's you know if they're gonna and try to work this out or what. But I assume was... I assume that Gresham was fulfilling the dates that he already had. If sure. he's really if he's really leaving wrestling, he was just fulfilling the dates that he already had. I wouldn't read too much into it if that is absolutely the case, but you know who knows. Yeah. To me, it was just like the dream opportunity to work with Nick Wayne that brought him back. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was getting booed pretty hard, dude. Nick Wayne is like the living embodiment of like the whole like the the meme of like the oh I want this, uh, then like we already have this and like the, this at home. Like he's like one hundred percent like the Will Osprey at home. The Will, the Will Osprey at home, straight up. <laughs> um, with that said, you know he's he's a kid and he's learning and he's growing, and I guess that's not so bad. I just wish yeah. he did less of like the like osprey emotes osprey osprey gave him his stamp of approval so yeah but like i don't i just think it draws like bad attention to it in my opinion like you don't have to like copy the osprey like taunts and whatnot like do his moves sure whatever i don't really care but like you don't need to do like you know the like just straight everything up everything with the yeah. you know the little like you know tv thing <laughs> you don't need class, to do that yeah. just do a cut yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and rip me off, Jap. <laughs> we then had Carrie uh, and Ricky Morton uh, versus uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson, uh, who were portrayed as representing the Four Horsemen, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I thought Pillman had a pretty cool look to him. That like I you know definitely oh, yeah. d- ditched the letter jacket going forward and well, he, he was like he this. was yeah like when you, this match I like this match a lot not because it was so great or anything. But you get this. You got to see Brock and him shine 
in a way that they haven't done on AEW. And it just shows how much of a hindrance that, you know, varsity blondes thing is on him. And he yeah. and he didn't even like usually I think he looks kind of stupid with the mullet. He looked great here. He looked like his dad. Yeah. He looked exactly like his dad. He was wearing like he had like eyeliner on like and, it, and it, not like it, it's like, oh, he looked great. It's just it brought something out of him. And he had like the dark colors and he's wearing pants like his dad used to wear. And it had like the four horsemen logo that he would wear. Um, he actually looked kind of cool. It looked great. Yeah, he looked great. And where the fuck is this guy on AEW TV? Right. And Brock well, he had just a- come from one of your. He had just come from one of your Vampire the Masquerade Mind's Eye <laughs> Larkin sessions. Yeah. Mind's Eye. And uh, Brock got a big win, beating the shit off old man. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's insane, dude. Oh my god. Ricky Morton looks so ancient. And oh my god. They both look ancient. Yeah. Good lord. And it's like the older they get, the older their they're like the more their eyes like look different directions. It's crazy. <laughs> they had some fucking googly eyes, dude. And uh his his kid was good. Like you could tell he's learning from his dad. Yeah. With that said, Ricky Morton looked better than Ric Flair, so <laughs> that's true. Um Next up, we had, of course, the Luchador match. Uh, Bandito versus Black Taurus versus Ray Phoenix versus Laredo Kid. Uh, definitely match of the night. This was awesome. Uh, I think, you know, their, their AAA match, was. Pr- I haven't seen it yet. It was probably better because they probably had more time. Well, also, also Vikingo was in that match, too. And this oh, was like, really? this, this was that same match minus Vikingo. But this match was fucking awesome. Holy shit. Great it was, showcase it was, it, for Tarus, too. This is this is like the perfect like way to present this match because they're not going to get a lot of time like uh, a great match um often you know you need the time to like let it grow and let it you know blossom into what it what it needs to be but mm-hmm. this was a lucha match and it was a spot fest and it was awesome. So they got in there, they did their cool shit in the um, the amount of time they had. Great showcase. It was fucking badass. Um, I actually think the the the, the, um, the impact title match was better though, which really we'll get to. yeah I, I liked it better. Uh, I guess that takes us then to the impact title match. Jacob fought two versus Josh Alexander. Uh, this I mean this was pretty good, but man, like the finish was fucking. The finish stupid. was the finish was really bad. It was just a way to have Matt Cardona and you know his guys on the show, and then have DDP you know kill some heels. But they had a non finish. It was the Impact World Championship match. Uh, Jacob Fatu is obviously not signed to Impact, and the fact that he's not signed to a big company somewhere is absolutely fucking criminal. Because holy shit, that guy is good. That's why. What's the deal with Impact. MLW? What's the deal with MLW contract? I don't. I don't know if I don't know if they have anybody under contract right now. I don't know what the hell's going on with that, but this guy's fucking unbelievable. He's and really for, good, yeah. for how good he was, that's why I like the match better. Um, as a match, I guess it really wasn't better. So maybe I'm being a little biased, but man, like if you haven't seen Jacob Fatu, go out of your way to see this guy. It's insane. You'll feel good about yourself, you know, knowing about this guy before he gets signed. Because how long, how long can this guy be out there without getting picked up somewhere? There was this one spot. Um, I mean, he did a lot of crazy cool spots, but there was this one spot where he did a dive. And he was completely like sideways, mid cartwheel in the air over the top rope, like all the way to the outside, and it was fucking nuts. He's the Samoan RVD. Straight up, it was straight up Samoan RVD. 
We skip. I know we skipped the pre-show, but did we talk about? Um, oh the yeah, fucking half GCW fucking battle royale. So I didn't I, see, we didn't see I, the pre-show. I didn't. I, I saw. I I started watching the pre-show, but I didn't get to finish it. So honestly, I would really love to have your recap uh, of, of that, Davey. <laughs> uh, I, what was the first match? I'm trying to remember what the first match was. It was fucking Rin Narita yeah. and um, Yuya Mora. Oh, yeah, that was on the yeah, pre-show Mora, yeah. thing. Yeah, that was on the and pre-show. They were both in Young Boy gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Um, so I did watch the pre-show and it wasn't bad, uh, or watched half of it. So tell us about the battle royal because I wanted to see it and I freaking forgot to go back and finish it. I think the big takeaway is that there's a lot of GCW talent in it, and uh, like you, Effie is in it, and you get. Oh, I'm sure that got real over with this crowd. Oh my god! Actually, they were popping for it. Really? Um, okay. Bubba Ray Dudley, he he basically took Devon's spot in the fucking like dick dive fucking spot. Uh-huh. Of course, he fucking when he hit it, when Effie hit it, he fucking like relished in it. Uh-huh. He embellished in the in the part where he's actually fucking face to dick with a fucking little bit of a motorboat down there in the crotch, and the crowd really fucking popped for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right but like joey janela got you know janela uh, was in it shine. i didn't know that janela was in it the thing that kind of surprised me is the final two were bubba ray dudley and fucking mance warner weird and mance War- yeah and mance warner just they just fucking built him like bubba ray versus mance this is like you know they did the standoff and the crowd was like kind of popping i could for see it. that like, i could totally see that Mance is awesome. <laughs> like this is what, like, yeah, this is what everyone wants to fucking see, and <laughs> and it worked. Bubba Ray, of course, brought the table in and put Mance through it. Oh, uh, and then uh, he fucking goes to throw uh, Mance out, and then he, instead he gets his ass thrown out. And Mance Warner fucking wins the fucking battle royale. Damn, that's awesome. Honestly, I, I I will go back and watch it. Who else was in it? Notable notable entrance. I assume uh, Jimmy Lloyd had to be because he was on the he was at the end of the show. I saw Let's see, Blake fuck, Christian in the um, background. Blake, yeah, Blake Christian was in it. I gotta go back and watch. I want to see everybody who was in it. Like, I'm legit interested in all that. Your boy, um, oh, in GCW. Uh, Jordan Oliver. Oh, yeah. Jordan Fucking Oliver. Fucking Jay All. Did he yeah. cool? It? Did he do anything good? Jay Oliver was, he was in it. He he got a little bit. He, you know, they they it's a battle royal. Everybody dude. at some point. <laughs> he never um, has a good match when we're watching together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gringo Loco was in it. Oh, and, okay. You know. He had a big like top rope fucking like exit or whatever like a big um i want all his matches I, to be like i think he like eliminated himself you know by hitting somebody with a big dive or something but yeah anyway. that's a little bit of a geek move but i want all his moves to be like named after like a like a redneck thing and then like a and then like a lucha name like a two like a pickup truck con hilo something like that the Lucha guy whose name I can't remember, he kind of looks like a little Ray Phoenix. Like, um, he does it. He eliminates himself with his fucking dive. Like, it's like a springboard shooting star press to the outside. Right. But he slips a little bit on the springboard, almost eats it, oh but comes God. off. But because of the way he had to come off, he, like, fucking nails the motherfuckers to the outside. Like, it looks shoot as fuck. Like, he hits them hard with some appendages so it was it was pretty pretty good moving on uh so that takes us back to the main show we have the von erics versus the briscoes which again i think it was something that we were pretty excited for yeah, that never yeah. quite reached the anticipated heights yeah again von erics looked von erics looked rusty man yeah they, they didn't did look, not look good yeah they didn't look as good as i, I would hope they did and the briscoes looked fine but yeah this is not the match i was hoping it would be and again it just kind of comes back to Let's not outshine anybody here. This seems this is real paint by numbers, and I don't know the 
current Von Erich's names, but I'll call him Barefoot Von Erich and fucking Work Boots Von Erich. Ross and Marshall. I can't, yeah, I can't remember who is who. Boots Von Erich fucking was pretty rusty looking. I can't, I, I can't remember if that's Ross. Yeah, these guys but. are straight chilling on in Hawaii, and they're not moving. So <laughs> they're still in pretty good shape, but they uh, well, yeah, they they are farmers. Like that's something Ross. Yeah, they, they, the yeah. Farmers. So they can also like that. This is what we were talking about. Like, why aren't they doing anything? And it's just they don't want to. <laughs> and like these guys, these guys are literally diamonds in the rough, and they're never ever going to be polished into diamonds because they don't want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess that's fine. Whatever. Next up, we had a bit of a train wreck. Uh, Jordan Grace versus Rachel Allering versus Deanna Praza for the knockouts title. Uh, I had so immediately. High, <laughs> I had high expectations for this match. So immediately, uh, there's a spot where uh, Jordan Grace just like crushes Rachel Ellering's ankle, um, yeah. and they have to get a doctor, and they have to like yeah. just call it in the ring. She eventually gets back into it, but like yeah, the match never really picked yeah. up. I had high expectations for the match. I was really excited, and uh, and like uh, Amber was excited because it was you know three women that she's never seen before, and um, I was like, oh man, she's gonna like this, and then. Oh my god! It just like got so thrown off, and then none of them were good enough to get it back. And they had boo boo faces the rest of the show, or the rest of the match. And Jordan Grace had a boo boo face at the end of the match because the match got ruined. And like, fuck, you gotta be able to like change on the fly if something like that happened. And Rachel Elring tried to her credit; she tried to keep going. Yeah, and she did. She it was she went, and, and like, dude, it was literally right away. Right. Yep immediately as, as soon as it started and like it's weird because it was just doing like a roll-up she was just rolling her up yeah, and yeah. I, I her guess leg her, just got her, like, caught underneath her yeah it yeah was it, freak just got, it was just a freak thing it wasn't like mm-hmm. someone fucked up or yeah. i think her ankle got caught underneath yeah, because it was like i'm like i've never seen someone get hurt on a roll-up and we they're were, like, very used really yeah they're very like talented wrestlers and this just this this, this was uh just you know disappointing yeah. to see so tough break i mean parazza looked pretty good like um yeah they like i said they're all really talented it's just i guess they learned something you know you need to be able to pivot on the fly and having a boo-boo face at the end of the match just is just does not help anybody she's isn't she married to jonathan gresham they're the king of boo-boo faces or the king and queen of boo-boo face are they yeah i don't know if they're married or they're just together but um yeah (laughs) the first thing that came up was (laughs) An article saying Jordan Grace shuts down rumor that her husband Jonathan Gresham dated her when she, while she was a minor. <laughs> what the fuck? That's literally, like, that's, that's funny that that was the first thing that came up. Is that recent news? What the hell? Yeah, it was recent. I guess there was a rumor. I don't know. I mean, March of this year. But yeah, I just I, I just thought that was funny that the first thing that came up when I searched their names was this. Jesus. I mean, Christ. it really matters what state it happened in. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah, so that takes us anyway. to the main events. Um now I have to ask, uh, since you brought up how like, you know, Amber reacted to that. This was our first time seeing Ric Flair, right? Yes. One yes. of the all time greats. Yeah, and this is what she had to see. <laughs> she was like legit confused why everybody cared and respected and loved Ric Flair. <laughs> and I was just like she was just so confused, like why this was a thing. Oh my, oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, God. So Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, uh, they come out. Then we have Andrade come out, and Ric Flair takes his sweet ass time. He go, he comes out. He is crawling to the ring, basically. Let's note. Let's note that 
that this started i thought that they were just running really well on time like we said the matches were really short leading up to this point this started at the top of the th of the of the third hour and the rest of the show was this is just the rest of the show a whole hour a whole solid hour maybe a little bit more of this from from entrances to the end what was the injury that he apparently injured his foot a drink yeah training. he endured a foot injury how long before the match was probably it? not long so remember that footage that you saw that we saw really rough coming out yeah remember yeah. that remember that footage that we saw of him training with jay lethal and he looked actually pretty good like he was doing all sorts of spots he was rolling around bumping doing all that stuff like you've seen that footage right yeah and yeah, he looked yeah. he actually looked pretty good so when i was yeah. when we were coming up to this match we were making jokes and everything but i was like hey you know he's been training and he's probably, he's gonna be fine but he was hurt and he didn't look like even a fraction of that person that we saw in the, that footage. This was bad. This was horrible. Yeah, it I was mean, it was real sad. God, and like during the entrance and like later in the match, he does like the strut. It's the worst flare strut you've ever seen. Yeah. Like every person who's like ever imitated it and like does like a horrible job and you laugh at them. That was better than the one that Ric Flair himself gave. Yeah, uh, Kid His Rock is shown off in the crowd along with uh, the Undertaker, Mick Foley, and Bret Hart. Um, hey, Kid Rock, yeah, Kid yeah, Rock, Kid Rock. I, some, you know, on local, Mount Rushmore with those guys. Local <laughs> rock star for me, right? Um, I should also note uh, my mom. Actually I wouldn't. Went, I wouldn't admit that. Yeah, mom. well, I have to. But uh, <laughs> my mom actually went to high school with his guitarist. So you know, there's not, hey. not too many degrees it, of separation there. Oh shit! You're so over. Well, apparently. <laughs> I mean, let's just, you know, kind of get into that. So the post-match promo that Ric Flair cut, we'll get back to the match itself, but the post-match promo he cut was 99% about, like, getting Kid Rock over. Like, oh, he's going to hang out with let's, Kid let's, Rock. Let's and it was like, as if, like, if this is Rick. It's not that Kid Rock gets to hang out with Ric Flair. It's that Ric Flair gets to hang out with the the superstar kid rock you're so felt, excited to get to that you're skipping the I, whole match to talk about his well we're gonna get back like to, but like i just couldn't believe this because it was like i mean it's it's like the scene in a christmas story when like he's like decoding like the the messages and it's just like an <laughs> oval team commercial it was like was this whole thing just an effort to get kid rock over this whole production it, he, was just he, for kid rick flair to put over kid, kid rock's rock. new album he did this post match son of a bitch he, he, he <laughs> says nothing nothing about anyone that was on the show nothing about his son-in-law rick flair's <laughs> career spans five decades five and his farewell speech he doesn't put over his son-in-law his daughter anyone that's helped him along the way doesn't talk about his accomplishments but name drops kid rock twice is it just like the, the whole like party party with a rock star fucking thing like adding to his like he's know, like oh i saw no, but like, he said he said kid rock is here he said he's taking the day off and i get to entertain him tonight and then he go, and then at the end he goes i'm gonna go party with kid rock tonight holy shit the that's only last he, line that is that he was, walks that's the off. last thing he says in, in his career is talking about kid fucking shitty awful <laughs> horrible music piece of shit fucking rock <laughs> That is the most insane dude, thing of all of this. What if it went off the air with him just like holding up his album and telling everyone when it came out? And <laughs> dude, what if he started singing like "Ball with the Ball"? It was, it's fucking oh Ric Flair and his like slurry <laughs> fucking Ric Flair voice. <laughs> I I couldn't oh believe it. Like it's, it was just like this monumental occasion, and it's used to put over Kid Fucking Rock. <laughs> 
The literal fucking worst. The literal fucking worst. <laughs> it's bad. I'm trying to think of what might be the worst shit of all time. I don't know. Like it, it, that's in Fred, the conversation. Fred Durst, maybe. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Adolf Hitler. As bad as that is Kid Rock is worse. Adolf Hitler, maybe. <laughs> Uh, Adolf is okay. Hitler's a little worse. Like a little. Fucking, like, yeah. Oh my god! Like oh my god! Um, Hitler would have like used school, school shooters. Hitler. I'm trying to think of other things that are worse than Kid Paul Rock. Hitler. It's, it's a short. It's a short list. Hitler would. Hitler would have used Kid Rock's music uh, in concentration camps. No, in concentration Goebbels, camps, is torture. Goebbels would have been like, I think we should use his Kid Rock. <laughs> Oh, my German accent was off, but whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, that's worse. Uh, that's worse than a gas chamber. Back to this the fucking match. music. Okay. Ric Flair was just in such a horrid state. Like when he tagged out, he is like holding the corner ropes, like both of them, just like just so like all as like the ring you know bounces, he doesn't like just fall on his ass. And, like, when he's in there, I mean, he is, is terrible. Uh, he takes a vertical suplex from Jay Lethal at one point, and he's basically dead for the rest of the match. Can I just like, say that? Can I just say that? Doesn't he also do a crotch chop at some point? He <laughs> yes, does, yeah. And can I just say oh, that God. Jeff Jarrett is has the best pro wrestling punches in the business? They're good. They're so good. I can't think of anybody that has better ones. Like, punches, like actual punches. I can't think of anyone. So... I probably could if I was pressed, but maybe, yeah. maybe uh, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn has some good ones. Yeah, there was there was um, it wasn't the punches, but uh, when Andrade went for like a few like lariats on Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett definitely ducked a little early. Uh huh. Uh, but I mean, again, that was like you know a minor thing in the grand scheme of this yeah. train wreck. Jay um, Lethal, poor Jay Lethal and Andrade work their asses they, off to yeah, help. Yeah, they, but even Rick then, Flair you could tell good. that like uh, they should have spent more time in there, just one on one. They got a few yeah minutes. We could tell Andrade was like holding back to like not steal the yeah. spotlight. Yeah, you could absolutely. And you know what? I want to see that fucking match, that singles match between Andrade oh, yeah. and Jay Lethal. Holy fuck, that would be so good. Simon and they the seem to, company, they, 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 yeah, they, they seem to work really well together too. And apparently, isn't Andrade, Andrade fucking? He's working through an injury too, an injury that literally yeah. put him on the shelf. He's went ahead and worked through it. And uh, I don't know what it is, but that's the word. And so uh, not as bad as Ric Flair. Yeah. But like, <laughs> dude, they work so hard to make Ric Flair look good. Like the fucking top rope spot. And I've never seen weaker chops. Never, 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 never seen weaker chops in my life. He like there was that top rope spot. His, his punches. You're talking about punches. His punches didn't. I look said too bad. I said. I, I said chops. I know, but I'm just saying we're talking about punches. His punches. You know, he did more I guess chops if we're than punches. Re- include. I think Terry Funk may have the best worked punches of all time. But I mean, I don't know if his were worked, retired. and then maybe that's a testament to how good they were. <laughs> I remember sure seeing him. Were. I remember seeing him punch Rick, like uh, Mick Foley, and like they look stiff as shit. <laughs> so, I mean, every once in a while he'd get you with a stiff yeah. one, but you know, yeah, he, he threw them taters. But <laughs> uh, like, dude, that fucking top rope spot when Jay Lethal came off the top and he got hit with the weakest chop of all time, Ew. and he fucking took the biggest bump from that. It was so sad. Oh yeah, it was it was like just like a shade below Hogan versus uh, Michaels at SummerSlam, like with that overselling. 
It was, uh, yeah, it was wild. Um, and, you know, respect to Ric Flair, I guess, for his career and everything, you know. Man, this was just... When he had his final match against Shawn Michaels in 2009, I thought... It was good. This guy needs to fight. He was, yeah, it but was I was good, thinking though. there. I was thinking like this guy needs to be. This needs to be his last match. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> well, it, it was. It, it wasn't even then either. Like it had like a. Mm. He had the matches. He had like three matches in Impact, and like I thought he had more I don't than know. three. Uh, maybe it was. It, it, maybe it was. But like, dude, this was. Oof. But here's the other thing: Are, are we going to get another Ric Flair's last match because he didn't? Because now, because he's going to want to go without being injured. Now he was going to, oh, he's going to want to have it the way he's supposed to have it. And like he did, like I said, he did not look anywhere near as good as that fucking footage that we saw, you know, on the internet. And uh, like, does he feel unaccomplished uh, for not being able to be that good? He said he was going to be better than 2009 Ric Flair. and um, That he was going to do shit we've never seen before. Yeah, he was he, probably better. Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he was better than uh, 2099 Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> 2099. Yeah. Ric Flair 2099. I mean, he looked like a corpse like at some points. Like, the, when he was like selling it like towards the end of the match. He faked the just, heart like, attack. He was. No- oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The part where he faked the heart attack. I forgot about that. He started going, oh, oh, and holding his heart. And then he fucking pokes. What did he do? Poke him in the eye? Oh, my God. I couldn't believe he fucking did that shit. I mean, dude, honestly, you have to do that. Like, I yeah. can't believe he did that. That's the spot you have to Dude, do. I forgot about but, that. I yeah, mean, he goes, oh, he's he selling color. at the he, end. I he mean, gets color. Dude, I think after that, after that vertical suplex, he wasn't selling. I think he was just like... Dude, he was He was probably spent or like, you know... It, it's he like, told, dude, he, after the match, like one of the few like things of substance in his promo was he's like, I don't remember half the match. He was yeah. rocked. And like when Andrade gave him like the uh, the knuckles... Yeah. He's like, like his hand is just like shaking. Like he yeah. can't oh put my it on his hands. God, and dude, he, he, he looked. He he only got up for the finish, and that was. And I don't even remember if he did that. I was like, dude, I thought he was. I just thought he was dead, dude. He was just laying there and just not moving at all. He, I mean, he gets color in this match. Yeah, a little and bit. Not the his spot. Not the Ric Flair the color that with, I'm used to. Remember the remember the spot with um. Fucking the Jarrett's going after Flair's family in the fucking <laughs> yeah, crowd. Yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him that. That looked pretty intense. Yeah, that was give good. The Jarrett's credit right there. Jarrett's fucking legit. Fucking irritating. Well, I mean, that's their whole fucking promoter ass family. Like they know wrestling so well, and uh, their whole his whole family does. Even the people that don't get in the ring, they're promoters. And like, god damn, Jarrett's are awesome. Unsung heroes of the wrestling business, honestly. I guess people don't really talk about them that much in that light, but he's awesome and Lethal was awesome. Credit to them for doing that. They were doing this all out of respect and this whole thing took a whole legitimate hour. It's the only business where you can, an older, somebody in this kind of shape can come and, and draw money. And yeah. have, you know what I mean? And he drew. And compete. The, he drew. And, and people yeah. just accept it and you know what I mean? This, the performance. Mm-hmm. I, it's. I'm trying to think of what I could compare it to. And I guess it would be like, you know, Arnold doing an action movie in his, you know, 80s or whatever. But there's yeah. like so much smoke and mirrors that you can do oh, yeah. in a movie. Like he doesn't have to take his own stunts or anything. Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. So he, that it's just a slippery slope there. Wait, he didn't know. he didn't do all of his like spots either. He didn't do the top rope spot where he gets fucking thrown off. He did obviously he didn't do the part where he gets thrown off. He didn't even do a flare flop. Like the front face flop. Think he could do it? I don't think so, dude. Like I, I, I almost expected him to like 
You remember, you remember like in Rocky Four when Apollo Creed dies? <laughs> so I, I, I rewatched it recently, and there's like when he dies, he does a flare flop pretty much, and then just straight dies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he yeah, does a flare flop and straight dies. And I was like, yeah, we're gonna why. we're gonna see the Apollo Creed right here. He was like, I don't want to go out like Apollo and fucking Rocky Four. <laughs> he does the Ric Flair flop and just dies. You know what? They should have did spots where you know, like he goes to the outside and slips under the ring and a fucking stunt double comes out, like fucking moving his face constantly and does the big top room <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Dude, he's wearing like a Ric Flair wig. like, But it's like, <laughs> really it, it doesn't even look like the one that he has like in real life. It looks like the big giant 80s one that yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. It's like so clearly a fucking different person. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> oh man. Anyway, dude. I think we should spare the audience any more talk about yeah, this. So, I, I, what, long what, story short, I would not go out of your way to watch this. Like, it's bad, but not in any like fun kind of way. Like, it's it's kind of disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it, but not really disturbing in a way that like a train wreck is, where you want to yeah. look. It's it's legitimate. It's disturbing in the most boring way, but. It's legitimately sad. Shouldn't he be putting over Jay Lethal in this match? Like, yeah, he, he's old right. school, and you're supposed to put the put the young guy over on the way out. And I guess he did for Andro- like I guess Andrade was on that team, but damn, yeah. But uh, so Andrade he beats Jarrett. Yep, he beats Jarrett. Got him in the figure four, and Jarrett's fucking shoulders are on the mat. And your boy comes in and fucking pins him. So counts the three. And Ric Flair wins his final match. And you can't yeah. take that away from him. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> not unless he does another match. Yeah. He could. I, I you well, know, do what? You, do you... I, nothing would fucking surprise me at this point with that. I saw some, like, a lot of old timers showed up to respect him and everything. But there were some old timers that were saying or talking shit about him on, on Twitter mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like Gerald Briscoe. And it's like, look, respect to Gerald Briscoe, but. Like, what was your last match? Wearing a fucking dress? Like, being a stooge for Vince McMahon on TV? <laughs> like, calm down, motherfucker. I was just, how many people have, like, really, <laughs> like, in this industry, like, how many, like, legends have retired with dignity? Right? Like, calm down. Like, your fucking retirement was any kind of fucking dignity. Get the fuck out of here. Let this man have his moment. He could still draw, like, he drew he drew bigger than Gerald Briscoe did in his primes in, as a 77-year-old man, so... What's a last match that was good and wrestler went out, like you say, with dignity? It was a retirement match that actually held true. What was held what was Terry Funk's last match? Well, remember, if you remember, his last match that was on Beyond the Mat supposedly was going to be the Bret Hart match in Amarillo. Remember they did that outdoor thing? Yeah, but... And it was no. his last match and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, it he wasn't He did One Night Stand. Um, he did... Yeah, it he wasn't. Did, he did yeah, second it wasn't One his Night Stand, match. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't he's, his last match. I mean, he's it was, even before that one I stand, he did yeah. plenty more. Right, but so what, what was his actual last match is what I'm saying. But, but that's just another example of someone who had this you know hoopla around his last match and it wasn't even close to being his last match. He's right. had multiple last matches. Like, like that that predated his, the his Montreal la- Screwjob. His actual last match was teaming with the Rock and Roll Express to beat Brian Christopher, Doug Gilbert, and Jerry Lawler at... Big time wrestling in 2017. Holy crap, that wasn't even that long ago. Dude, Brian Christopher, oh man. That might have been his last match too. It was his third to last match. Okay, fuck. Brian Christopher lived next door to, so I had some, these. I was friends with these twins in this neighborhood in Memphis and they had a friend in the neighborhood who skated with them and 
I can't even remember his name, but we used to go over to his house and skate. And his neighbor was Brian Christopher. So we would be out waxing the literal curb out in front of his um, house and, and skating and stuff. And Brian Christopher would like come out with his shirt off to get the mail. And he would be like, do some tricks. <laughs> Let's see some tricks. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Did you like, do tricks oh, more? With all their son. That's Jerry. Oh, we, yeah, I would try to do a key flip. You can't do it. <laughs> Did you say that shit? Yeah, yeah. Like if you'd fuck up, you can't do it. Come on, track yeah. again. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, he was a young. He was a he was a young buck at the time. On the other hand, dynamite this week. This is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. This is one of the best episodes of dynamite I think I've ever seen. Yeah, if it's it not was, the best, it was really good. So. AEW Dynamite, uh, July 27th, 2022. We open up with Roosh versus John Moxie for the AEW Interim Championship. Uh, immediately, we get some gems from William Regal on commentary. He says the Blackpool Combat Club has more gold than a K's Jewelers. And that with Brian Danielson <laughs> back, Jewelers. he is happier than a dog with two willies. JR it's immediately replies that he loves the two willies. Whatever what? that means. JR is horny as fuck and is saying. <laughs> but he like, didn't know what it meant. He's like, whatever that means. And then, like, Taz is just cracking up and he's just like, like, what, what do you think of the two wheelies, Taz? <laughs> oh my he God. Knows, he knows what wheelies are. I hope so. He knows. <laughs> Dude, wheelies. He knows. But yeah, this this was an awesome match. Last time I had two wheelies in my face was at the Red River Shootout in 1984. <laughs> The Red River Shootout. <laughs> this match fucking, this was awesome. It was a good, solid match. It was for a championship. We knew Rush, Rush wasn't going to win, but it was good. So You know, I thought it opened up. Um, mm. The first 10 minutes of the match just reminded me of a pretty standard WWE-style match where they're doing a lot of like ring post spots and stuff, and a lot of it he, seemed right out of that. I was very unimpressed until it picked up. Mm-hmm. But once it picked up, I mean, they differentiated themselves from that, but... A pretty weak start, and and I don't just mean like a slow start in you know the traditional sense where a match builds, but it's just a lot of like sports entertainmenty shit. And Moxley loves the fucking up. fight around, like brawl around the ringside and everything, and that's fine and that's cool. But this, I don't, I don't know. This just particularly felt like a fucking episode of SmackDown or something for the first ten minutes or so. So that's my criticism. But yeah, this did really pick up by the end. They, I mean, they, they, I mean it was just so brutally. I mean, they, they, these two just did like. Like whipped out all their spots. Um, Roosh kicked out of a uh, a Death Rider, which was uh, mm-hmm. rather shocking. That's not happened uh, too many times. That's his big put over moment. Yeah, uh, but Mox uh, beats him with the choke, and then out comes the JAS. Angela says that you know this garbage town doesn't get to sing Judas because I cut it off. Demands the AEW Galaxy appreciates them. Jericho says that they are on a roll, and he gave Anna the opportunity uh, to join them. Anna J, or now Anna J-A-S, is uh, kind of this cringy new gimmick that she wants to choke everyone out. Definitely reeks of kind of like Jericho's creative input. I mean, Um, which which is like good that he's taking her under his wing. I don't know if Anna J can be saved. Um, well, she, she starts. She, she starts freaking out and pointing at the crowd, saying, "I'll choke you out! Yeah, I'll choke you out!" Yeah. and that was pretty good. Uh, good. I don't, I, I don't like know. I thought it was cringy, like, but like, I mean, I guess as a I heel, like that's that. okay. It's, it's something for her to work with. And remember, 
and you know, I'll give I'll give her credit here. She's nowhere near the wrestler that Britt Baker is. But remember Britt Baker's very first heel promo? It was a disaster. And I didn't somebody, think this was a disaster. Somebody, really. I didn't think it was that good. Somebody pulled her at, pulled her aside, and you know that she turned it around really fast. But I don't know. I I didn't think this was very good, and she's not very good. Um, no, she's not. And there's no reason for her. I, to I be don't buy her. This. Yeah, there's somebody else could have gotten this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I like Layla Hirsch. Well, she's she's okay. on the shelf, but well, I'm I mean. Kidding. She's on the quote-unquote shelf, but when I went to get my license renewed the other day, I was fucking super shocked <laughs> when I got called up to the window with a Russian accent. Well, you know, I was like, next. I was like, that's a Russian accent. <laughs> and it was legit Layla. And uh, let's just say, I don't want to get into too many personal details, but I wasn't quite able to pass my driver's test. Um, but she took... 40 bucks from me she said you know for 40 bucks like i'll make this happen and i fucking paid her <laughs> it was the best 40 bucks i ever spent <laughs> okay so, so are you saying that she's gonna come back like with a wwe like 80s style gimmick where she has like a job moonlighting as a wrestler and her her job she comes her gimmick is that she's, she's a, fucking... had a lot of jobs since she's been on the shelf <laughs> yeah she's a she's a government employee fucking works at a driver's license office the the modern day yeah. irs Dude, right. as soon as she got my forty bucks, she turned around to I guess her boss or her super her supervisor, and she said, "Fuck you, I don't need this job anymore. I quit." <laughs> and she fucking waved the forty dollars and walked out. <laughs> anyway, Anna J, yeah, she doesn't um, she doesn't really deserve this much fucking TV time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, she doesn't. She's not good. Well, we'll get to and, that. You know, we'll get to that really later. Yeah, I don't think she's ready for prime time in any regard. Agreed. So. Anyways, Jericho basically lays out the challenge to Mox that he wants his rematch uh, two and a half years later. <laughs> you know, better late than never, I guess. Uh, and he'll be the first two-time Le Champion. Mox says that he hates Jericho and his sports entertainment crap. Says he's already a two-time champion and says that all of Chris's gimmicks uh, these days are pathetic. But he wants the Lionheart, the guy from the Super J Cup and the back of all those VHS tapes he used to watch. Yeah, the VHS tapes that he used to order out of the back of wrestling magazines. So, But it, it was very similar to what Eddie did, you know, when he said, I want this Chris Jericho. And he mentioned, like, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Jericho in Japan and in war and stuff. Speaking but pretty much the same thing. Speaking of, we talked about Eddie Kingston and where he's going. He hasn't gotten his win on Jericho yet. Is this where they're going? Are they about to do some hot potato with the interim championship? You don't think that um, Jericho's winning it back and Eddie's going to win it off him to set up a, no, I don't think the, so. the big rematch that we know is coming between Punk and Eddie Kingston for the interim champion so, no. for the for the world championship? No, I think I think Mox be, Punk's be really like a, a pretty big match for like if especially if it's going to be on like the next pay per view. I, I think it's any a, timeline for Punk's return. Has there been any word on that? Not that I know. I think of. they're targeting all out, but I don't know if that's you know okay. set in stone per se. Um, I mean, he, Jericho's not gonna. He, the defense is not on all out. We don't. No, we, so we talked that's about, what I'm saying. Like, I think you know you. We talked about I, what's I next for Eddie. Yeah, that's fair. I, I all out is about a month away. Is this what you were talking about last week? Was so clear. To me, it's cl- to me it's clear. I think that that we're gonna see Jericho's some, like, gonna take the belt. I think Jericho's taking the belt and he's gonna drop it to Eddie. I think like it because I think like 
that's what's built in here. Like Eddie has not gotten his his like like we said, he hasn't gotten his like cathartic win on Jericho yet. The big they teased it at they teased it at the fucking uh War Games match or Blood and Guts match. Uh he fucking lost their last match. Jericho's moving on. All right, well let's timeline it real quick. Okay. So the Jericho Mox match, we're fucking behind the curtain, we're recording this on uh, the night of yeah, the, Dynamite. The day of Dynamite. So it's, <laughs> next, so it's next week. So okay. one week from today. So that means they would have a little over three weeks um, to then have Do they even Kingston have that take long? the belt off. It. Well, yeah, because it's like, it's basically, it's September basically, 4th. It's, yeah, it's basically a month from today. So then they would have a little over three weeks to. They'd have two weeks for Eddie to take. Yeah, because it's the I seven, mean, it's it'd, possible. Be, it'd be dynamite on the seventeenth. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you'd have the twenty fourth, thirty first. I mean, you have rampage. Yeah. There's no way they're doing. Well, that after all this build up, after all this build up, if, if if Punk isn't back for All Out, this would be a good main event for All Out. Is Eddie, so I'm just Eddie saying, versus Jericho. They would have three weeks, and really, since they're not doing, they're not prob- Well, Eddie could come out right away when Jericho wins. So they've got. They would have three weeks for a program with a quick program with Jericho and Eddie, and then to build Punk versus Eddie. Like they, they'd have to do both of those things in three weeks. And th- and this that's is a lot. This is that's a lot of that's a lot of stakes for Eddie. Like that's like there's a lot at stake for him. There's a lot at stake, but that's real quick for them to do. Like he takes the belt and. You know, from fucking Jericho, and then builds with Punk, and they could do it. But man, that would be a lot. I don't think in that amount of time. I don't. And we don't, and really I don't see well, that. Here's the thing. Much. I don't. I don't see think Punk losing at the pay per view either. He might not, but like that's if he's even going to be ready for All Out. I could see Eddie Eddie Jericho being the main event for All Out. Eddie winning the yeah, title finally, yeah. and then CM Punk could even return on that show. He doesn't have to have the match. He could be like a surprise return or something, and you know, come face to face with Eddie or something like that. But I just, I think that, I mean, I think that like, to, to, I think we all agree that Eddie, Eddie's on his way to winning the title. Like he, he's over. It's in Chicago again, right? They're spamming another Chicago pay-per-view. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I think like, it's very, I think it's very possible. They might play hot potato, but I think you can play hot potato with the, uh, with the, um, the interim championship, not really the main world championship. And, that puts a lot of stakes there, and you know Eddie and and CM Punk they don't have to have a whole lot of build because they already had a lot of build. They already have this history. Mm. You got to re up it though. You do have yeah, to re up like, it. They, they but... had wait like I mean that was kind of, like they had a good build for a few, but I think that kind of got drowned out with the uh, MJF feud. It did, but but it, it's like it, it's something that they can return to and they can pick right back up. And I'm not saying buy all out. I'm just saying in general they could have that match. They could build that match for after all out. Like it's they could have like all the fucking build in the world for it. I, I don't know. I, I mean maybe. But if you do that, I don't think you need this hot potato. I mean you would you would you would have to Eddie Eddie like Eddie has to close a lot has to tie up a lot of loose ends. He has to he has to beat Jericho. He has to get that win, that last big win, and then the stakes are higher than they were all this time. This is just my guess. I mean, obviously, I don't know for sure, but there's a reason why they did it this way. We know that that match between Eddie Kingston and and uh, CM Punk has been boiling for a long time. Um, Danielson's back. Like this is this is like a lot of loose ends that Eddie's going to tie up, and you know nobody's saying that 
Nobody knows when CM Punk is coming back. It might not be at all out. He might not be there at all. I just, I don't know. I think it's Eddie's time. Hmm. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Just bury it on the way out of moving on to the next segment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have the trios championship is unveiled and they'll have a tournament to crown the inaugural champs at all out. Another set of titles, but we knew these were coming for a long time. Yeah, I think these ones are are good to have. Yeah, this is like the this ROH is like, has a trios champion, yeah. and now AEW will as well. This is like the last staple of the golden age of the indies when uh, you know during that ROH time and Shikara time, and Shikara had that King of Trios tournament and stuff like that. Like this is like the last like. Thing that they need to, they need to do because AEW is kind of a tribute to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did you sign the petition for Netflix to pick up Mike Quackenbush? No. <laughs> what is that since a real got, thing? Yeah. Since he got what canceled I thought he got canceled the other network he was on. Now there's a petition to get him get Netflix to pick him up. No way. That's a fucking. You're working me right now. <laughs> of course I'm fucking working. Uh, Mike Quackenbush show on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Next up, we have uh, Tony Schiavone with Dante Martin uh, basically promoting his match with Sammy later that night and says he'll have Sky Blue in his corner. We then lead into... Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We then lead into an all-time great sequence of segments. Dan Housen versus Mm -hmm. Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. We get a video for Ricky. Um, Taz puts over... Did you just say say video? He always says video. (laughs) That's how he says video. about... Fucking um, Ren from fucking was it Ren or Stimpy? It was Stimpy? It was uh, Ren, <laughs> the the Chihuahua. Who's yeah. the Chihuahua? I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Who's you don't Ross? know Ren who's, Stimpy? Who's Marshall? I do not. <laughs> you don't know. Like speaking of guys who got canceled, Stimpy. didn't one of the co-creators of that get canceled as fuck? <laughs> didn't Stimpy get canceled? <laughs> <clears throat> Honestly, yeah, probably. Did. <laughs> anyway. All right, yeah. So they put over how long Ricky has had the FTW title. He's had it longer than everybody. So, you know, kind of already sort of giving away that this is probably the end. However, he beats Danhausen, but not before kind of rocking his neck, um, hitting, uh, I think he, that was a spear attempt that was, uh, he hit the turn post and he's selling his neck throughout it. He hits the spear, wins and beats Danhausen, but he says he's not done. He still has a bit left in the tank and this time he's not going to step down from the challenge. So who wants to come out? And it's Hook. So we get Hook versus Ricky for the FTW Championship. Big pop. Commentary for Hook. doesn't put over at all that these guys were like in all in Team Taz, did they? They did. They they did, they but did. they did, and they also did the acknowledgement at the end of it too. Like they they did. Yeah, they absolutely did. Okay, I don't I don't remember that being like. Um, well, I mean Taz is on commentary that. too. So let me just say, yeah, but but Taz doesn't. Taz is just like, oh, you fucked up, Ricky. Like you know, no, he said a, more. Just, he said more than that. He said like Ricky was like remember. one of the people who trained him and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, they hundred percent did. Yeah, so I don't feel like Team Taz breaking up here was um, fucking touched on. I don't think this was so like, much a breakup. This is like I mean, yeah. It was it, a complete was, disintegration of Team Taz in this segment, as we'll get to. But I, I don't think this, like, like Hook and Ricky, I don't think necessarily was per se. Because like, I mean, Hook is clearly going on to be babyface. Uh, Ricky yeah, obviously, is, Ricky but, yeah, obviously. Um, like, by the way, this is like one of the best, like from start to finish, from the very opening, like w- of the match, 
with the big fucking star making fucking vignette yeah of ricky stark a profile of ricky starks like if you showed this to a new wrestling fan that had never seen ricky starks starks before they did everything they could to make ricky look like a megastar mm. And from including putting him in the rock turtleneck and fucking gold chain. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a little markish. I mean, he gets compared to young rock a lot, you know? And, yeah. 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 No, um, they didn't have to fucking make it so fucking blatant, <laughs> but they, from the very, from the start to finish of this entire segment, it was the Ricky Stark show. And it was so perfectly and meticulously done. And it was some of the, it was some of the, it was the best pro wrestling segment I've ever seen. It's up there with the best of them, like from start to finish. This is how you get somebody over, and this is how you do the full turn babyface. He's obvi- people are obviously ready to cheer for him. He's coming out even against mm-hmm. Danhausen. Uh, he fulfilled his role as a heel against Danhausen, but was still cheered. People appreciated him and liked him. Hook and came this Hook out. Match was like it was really short, but it was really fucking. It was good. great. It was great. Yeah, it, was good, it made yeah. sense. Um, I even loved the part where Ricky got the spear, and it was a big mm-hmm. fucking pop. Hook got a huge pop when he came out. And yeah. like that music, he, just huge pop. And then the, when Ricky hit the spear on Hook, it was the first time anybody ever thought even like that Hook was even close to remotely being in Jeopardy. Yeah, and that was for, awesome. But People he goes bought for the Rochambeau it. instead, and Hook reverses yeah. it into the red run. Mm-hmm. He taps out, cuts like ba- one of the. Well, they they, best they have baby a fist bump promos. afterwards. That's so right. Yeah, yeah they, they do bump, the fist yeah. bump. Hook leaves. No animosity, like mad respect. Hobbs um, comes out. Hobbs comes Tony. out to join, yeah, with Tony to 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 um, interview Ricky Starks, you know, to support his guy or whatever. And Ricky cuts the promo of a lifetime. Like this is the return of the babyface, and it was so fucking well done. Like if you weren't sure that he was turning here, he gets to this point in the promo where he says, "Me and Hobbs," and then fucking Hobbs hits him. As hard as he fucking can. Oh my god, it was so just fucking perfectly done. And I gasped. I gasped. Yeah, my jaw dropped for that. That was the one thing, because I didn't watch this live and like I just slowly over the course of like the two days it took me to get to this got oh pretty no. much everything no. everything spoiled except for this. Oh, okay. This is the one thing I, that wasn't spoiled for me. So what was your but, reaction to seeing this? My big takeaway was um Stark's a lot of guys, when they're cutting a promo, when there's about to be a big, a big fucking angle like this, like a partner breakup and kind of out of the blue surprise, you know? Yeah. They're kind of mailing in the actual promo because they know that the fucking angle will be enough. But Ricky Starks was in there giving like the fucking promo of a fucking lifetime. Yeah. And you had this fucking angle. What effort, man. Yeah. That guy didn't, doesn't mail anything in. And his baby face run is maybe going to be, over the next two years, one of the biggest baby face runs of all time. It really can yeah. be. And this I, is I like, also wanted to say, too, like one thing I thought was like so awesome with this turn is like I think it was like really brilliant because we kept complaining with how um, they were doing it with like Keith Lee and Swerve, right? Where it was like just so by the numbers, like vanilla mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that was all red herring for this. To make this so shocking. Like, yeah, it could have been because, like, everybody's attention is on, like, the waiting for the uh, swerve turning on Keith Lee thing. Mm -hmm. Like, which is pretty brilliant if that's legit the way they were using it and there actually isn't going to be a turn like that. That's. Yeah, it could, yeah, just like a misdirection. Yeah. Um, This whole segment with Ricky Starks, and they went to commercial break 
and came back, by the way, and he's, yeah. he's still in the ring. I, I think you mentioned that. But this whole Ricky Starks bit of this show was like Paul Heyman booking at its fucking like yeah, finest. Straight up, like that style. Yeah. Straight up. It, it, because like one segment bled into another, bled into another. And it was exciting and important mm-hmm. things were happening. This is just, you're 100% right. This is just, I love that structure for a show because it feels like there's like a continuity. It feels like all of these characters are living yeah. in the same world. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's perfect. And a lot of like storylines and payoffs converged at once. It was so perfect. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, this was um, the best 20 minutes or so of wrestling television that not focused just on pure and there was some good wrestling especially with the hook stuff but not focused on just the pure wrestling Mm -hmm. but in terms of like you know pro wrestling magic this was the best 20 minutes at least since the mjf fucking like pipe bomb or whatever but but this was more that was even like longer than that that was inside baseball and like I think this. I liked this. Yeah, a little more, this to be this was. I yeah. like it more. I it, no, was so, it was so. Yeah, it was so pure. It was so pure. And like, if you watch this with somebody that's never watched wrestling before or doesn't like wrestling, if you watch this whole show, especially this moment, they would get it. They would understand. They would. They, yeah, but they wouldn't necessarily know how they long. Might, like, they, yeah, and they Starks might. Yeah, they might. True. And like the they might not be. Stuff, the, but, they might not be invested. But you would. You can tell what the fuck is happening. You can be smart enough to tell what was happening. And they would come away a fan. Like I, I would be. What hard- happened with that guy? Why'd that guy hit that guy? <laughs> What's going on? They hate each other. I mean, he cut the promo. He was ta- like, yeah. It was obviously his buddy. He was standing right next to him. It'd be like it's it's to the to me everything was easy to understand. It was he so was there well for his entrance like, too. Like yeah, he, like, it, you know. it was so well executed and like not just this segment, but the entire show was so good that if you showed this to somebody that's never seen wrestling before, I think that. You probably have a fan. This is one of those. If you showed them Dynamite and Rampage this week, their big takeaway would be, oh, I get it. The black guys are bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, because, man, I'm, I, I just. We talked wanna, about that like I, last we ta- week. We yeah. talked about that last week. And now they've got. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Lee Moriarty. Yeah. Now, now they have oh, yeah. Lee Moriarty Ooh, uh, saw turning heel too. too. Yeah, we saw it coming. But like, bro, what is going on? This is fucking sensitive shit, man. Yeah, it kind of is. I remember our boss. We had a boss who was from Bangladesh. And I know Tony Khan's not Bengali or whatever. I'm not lumping people together. But he would say a lot of racist stuff very casually. And he would say things like, this lady thinks she is in charge, but she is black. And it, and it would just blow his mind. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's like he didn't even realize he was being racist. And... We worked with a Nigerian guy, still a friend of mine to this day, and he would just say in front of him, like, you know, you're black, you know that you guys aren't in charge, you know, just, and he called him out, he finally called him out for it, and he was like, bro, you need to shut the fuck up with that shit, like, what the fuck are you saying? And he had, like, this this look in his eyes, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm fucking, like, repeating some old shit, and his excuse was, you know, that part of the world, that's just our culture, like, we were just fucking, like, taught that, you know whatever like you're like you're inferior like and everyone just goes along yeah with that. yeah you have like a, you know, a pretty messed up hierarchy system and whatnot it's real fucked up and i'm not i'm fucked you and i'm maybe i don't want to you know paint myself as being just as bad by bringing like you know just because tony khan's heritage maybe originates from that part of the world but man does some of that leak in because what the fuck 
is this shit? Yeah. He's like, dude, all the brothers are fucking the fucking baddies on AEW. And if they weren't, they are now. You know? Well, I mean, even Dante have, is like getting you, you know, Keith starting Lee to work and, a little gray. And Athena. Yeah, yeah, but and Athena, but you know, Swerve has obviously been doing like borderline heel shit and like yeah. maybe it's misdirection in Athena, but like they turned like red velvet, you know? It's like kind of a just generic mm. baby face, like you got this group called the baddies, you know, they're, they all, t- well, that's, that's, that's like a, black, that's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, that's not because they're bad. It's because they're like, no, I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get, it. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But man, like what the fuck is going on with this shit? Anyway, that's, it's, it's really obvious too. It's just become really obvious to me. And like I said, maybe that's what Jonathan Gresham, like maybe that's what Jonathan Gresham was feeling. Like he did, he, he wanted Gresham to be a role model. Yeah. What? Why is Gresham turning? Why did you turn him fucking heel? Yeah. Like you didn't need to fucking do that. Yeah. He did not like, need to be healed. Nothing was gained in that storyline. I think and they didn't need to like turn Scorpio back heel either. They should have just. Yeah. Jay Lethal's heel. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. what the fuck? And now Lee fucking Moriarty fucking nice. Nice guy, Lee Moriarty. Yeah. Who, who I don't even have fucking faith. They, there's nothing about Lee Moriarty that says this guy would make a good heel. Yeah. Unless you're just like, well, I want him to work heel because I want him to be more well-rounded. That's the only argument you have for turning that guy heel. Yeah. And he's got like, yeah, he's got, a, he's like, he's uh, got great moves. He's got a great move set. I mean, he can bump around and stuff like that. Like maybe he would make a great heel for that, but that's if he can fucking do it. Like he's got like a... He's got a great smile. He's like a fuck, like a baby face like smile. Like yeah, how the fuck? Yeah, yeah. how is he gonna work heel? I don't what? know. It's anyway, weird, dude. I'm just, I don't know. I'm probably getting out of my element to fucking even talk about that because God knows, like, I'm not a you know, I'm not a PhD in fucking social sciences or whatever. But I don't know, man. There's just there's something weird going on there, and it might just be a personal thing with Khan. You know, I, I don't mean to drag a whole culture into it. And I, I hope just it's a coincidence. I hope it's just experience. a coincidence, you know? Yeah. yeah. And maybe maybe I mean, Tony Khan sees turning wrestlers heel is a way. I mean, it's not like there's no white heels, but maybe he sees it as a way for to for people to, to bring out their personalities and things like well, that. Well, like, I'm torn, That's, too, yeah. because, like, I mean, like, Lethal and whatnot, I've really enjoyed his heel run. Right. And, like, some of these other yeah. guys have had, like, really good heel runs, but... yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not no doubt, and I'm not, dude. You can't, you can't say, you, you can't. I mean, you can't say, well, this race needs to all be babyface right, because, yeah. like, we right. we need to fucking, you know, make up for, you know, whatever. But I get um, what you're saying that the balance feels no a token, little yeah, skewed. no we tokenism kind of or whatever. But if, if yeah, but if, yeah. if this if this was Gresham's gripe, and it very well may could could have, it very well may. This is just a speculation on our part. But if Gresham wanted to be a good like role model, then maybe that's how he should have booked him. Like maybe he should. They should have granted his request to do that. Yeah, not know. like hey, you're going against the fucking nice guy European. Like you need to be the heel black guy. Like they said, you know, that's yeah. just so fucking old school. And like even a lot of the old school stuff. Like and it wasn't like it wasn't really billed like that as a match either. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Someone posted the Ron Simmons WCW like championship win, like when he beats Vader with that right. power slam. Yeah, and uh, dude, the crowd just is going nuts for it. Like, yeah. and that I mean that was ninety two, so it's not super old school. But like, you don't how old school is this? And like what, like in what territory? It's just fucking. What are you doing? What the yeah. fuck are you doing? It's just too obvious. Too many guys. It's just it's too noticeable now. Anyway, let's let's move along. Yeah. Uh, so next up we have. Uh, Max Caster and Anthony Bones, and you know, there was some black baby face, I guess. 
Um, they're backstage. They have a very ECW looking promo. Uh, very like they're finally like, babyface after yeah, yeah. They're finally babyface. Yeah. So after like a three year, but run it, it maybe maybe that's a that's a testament to Tony Khan. Maybe he's booking for the audience. Maybe the audience is racist and they want to see <laughs> okay like, like, like maybe it's not, like it's okay maybe these it's fucking the rednecks WWE audience you're right maybe these but yeah maybe the, some of these fucking rednecks like old school wrestling fans i don't think that's the they AEW. fucking buy them that way you're right but like, i don't think the old school wrestling fans are really giving a fuck about aew they're, they're the ones that are criticizing it like you know with jim corn i'm not calling <clears throat> jim Cornette a racist by any means but uh, with him as the fucking it might be uh, you know with him as the fucking like you know figurehead for that um, I don't think they're really AEW fans. I think WWE fans. Well, I mean, like, you know, I, I'm not saying there's none, especially Cornette in the South. Th- but but that's not unprecedented either. <clears throat> Cornette did that. I mean, he said he learned a lot of stuff yeah, yeah, from yeah. Cornette. Cornette yes, did that yes. with the gangsters. Like he. But I don't think I don't think for the, the AEW crowd is the fucking Smoky Mountain. You're right, crowd, but if bro, you're like, trying, you're right. Chaw chewing sister you're right. fucking like. You're right, <laughs> but if you're trying to grow to like a more mainstream audience and you're trying to get your ratings up. Then maybe oh, you no. maybe you book for that, and at the same time, no, like I said, let me hold, no. on, let me finish, let me finish. And at the same time, when you when you, uh, like I said, a testament to to that idea is you have wrestlers be healed for long enough, and they develop their character, and they find themselves, and the fucking crowd accepts them as baby faces, like a Ricky Starks, like the acclaimed. Like every, I remember people hate like rolled their eyes about the acclaim when they first came around. They 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 said that it was a John Cena gimmick ripoff. They didn't like them, and Which now they're wild. over it. And now they're over his baby faces. So there's a like there's something to be said about like having wrestlers be healed for a while while they develop themselves and find that's, themselves. That's the, that's the only argument that he has and, for and you're right for turning Moriarty heel, yeah. but he didn't need to do that with Gresham. No, he you, didn't need to fight. No. He's too much of a veteran. He's been. He's the fucking world champion. Yeah, you know? I agree with that. Uh, we then had Sammy Guevara versus Dante Martin, which was an excellent high flying match. Uh, Dante looked great. Unfortunately, he also hurt his uh, knee in the match, I believe. Mm. So he'll be on the shelf after this. But this was really fun. Yeah, this was a terrific spotlight of juniors wrestling in AEW for sure, and I. Th- I still say Sammy's a star. Like the crowd hates the shit out of him, uh, and you can say it's X Pac or Go Away Heat or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, like, I don't think it's Go Away Heat. I think it's yeah. I don't I think, think it's so. good heat. I, I don't think it is either. But I I know there's people out there that that say it is. But it's good heat, and he's really fucking talented. Can and we, I think he's getting better in his you know in his weak areas as well. Can we analyze why people are mad about like like why people hate him, and is it because that he like what is that about? Cause he was, he was really getting over as a baby face and people yeah. were really accepting him up until he started doing stuff with his making fucking, out. Yeah. With, um, yeah. Some of it like, was but, like, but even before that, he caught heat. He for, came for, out. He just came, he simply came out with her before they did the turn and they booed him. Like before they started, I, okay, here like, it is. they leaned into it. Is it because like they're, if he doesn't propose to his girlfriend on TV, I wonder if any of this happens. Maybe, yeah, that's possible. Or yeah, he didn't propose to this one on TV. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. But maybe it's that, or maybe like you know, you can't have a fucking attractive girlfriend. Yeah, in wrestling, the, je- the jelly. Yeah, it's like it's like a I weird mean, jealousy that have, thing. There's, I mean, there's guys that have, um, you know, beautiful like ballets or whatever. I mean, that why are did solo, that would still why did over. people hate Mark Marrow? <laughs> 
People don't hate. Yeah, I mean, people don't really hate Adam Cole though. People already like Britt Baker. Maybe like Tay Conti hasn't gotten over. Tay Conti was but getting she was, good. Honestly, she, she was. Over. She was getting good reactions. I don't know about over, Ish. but she was getting good They're reactions. They're booking her baby face against yeah. against heels, so. and people liked her as a baby face. It's not even so much that they were together. I think it 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 was the bad attention he got for um, proposing to his sweet like long, you know that. Feel yeah. good story of here's my fucking long time yeah. girlfriend. I'm proposing to her. I'm not just like getting with like a hottie from the locker room, and then he gets with a hottie from the locker room and just ditches his like hometown girlfriend. Yeah. That's bad. I mean, it's just it's it's heel shit, you know. I'm not saying it's bad because in real life, because like that shit happens. Whatever, no judgment, yeah. but it's heel shit on wrestling TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. When you have the feel good story and you shirk it for you know the fucking like hottie in the back. So I, I think a lot of it was that. And then, of course, when they started, you know, getting, like, the PDA and stuff, yeah, people get mad. Yeah, but uh, after the match, is a post-match beatdown, and, like, Sky Blue takes her sweet-ass time to, like, make the save on her uh, boyfriend. Then uh, Ty and Anna beat her up, and then uh, eventually uh, Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, and Ruby chase them off. Yeah, this was Eddie Kingston's spot on the show. What? Yes, because, we, we said, like we said, this is Ed, Eddie Kingston's next line of business. He's still... Loosely involved with going after the Jer- Jericho Appreciation Society, so he's this was built as, in as loose as it gets. You're right, but they have to keep it that way while Jericho wins the title. I mean, he should probably have like a match against Sammy. I mean, Sammy did screw him. They can't. They can't full commit starting him on something else because like they're saving him for that spot. Yeah, he's got to have the Sammy match, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. Yeah, and that would be just fine. There's no, there's no stakes. He just beats Sammy, moves on, beats the heel, and you know his next thing is going to be against Jericho. He's going to win the title. Okay, I'm calling it. I'll probably be okay, wrong, but calling. I'm calling it. We're going to circle back around to this. All right. You were freaked out about Y two K also, and you were fucking telling me I need to put money in gold. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Um. Next up, we have Tony Schiavone with Daniel Garcia backstage. He says that he's been here uh, day after day getting better while Danielson has been out tending to his garden, and he's going to beat him in the main event. We then have Jay Lethal's crew backstage. Uh, they said they have unfinished business with the best friends because they they themselves are real best friends, unlike those fakers. Uh, the best friends say that uh, Sanjay doesn't have it anymore. They're angry. They challenged them to a six-man match on Rampage. I was initially excited to see Sanjay Dutt come out of retirement. Oh, I was disappointed. That. Yeah, we'll get to that. We then have Tony Schiavone with Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus is with him. He's still in blackface, which feels uh, interesting. Uh, JR uh, says that Christian Cage is the biggest... P- or Jungle Boy, sorry, says that uh, Christian Cage is the biggest pussy he's ever met and congratulates him on finally being relevant and that he realizes that Christian uh, is mad at him because he needed the money that he would have gotten from winning some Battle Royal because his wife divorced him and is taking everything. Yeah, he uses a lot of uh, profanity and stuff here. Yeah, he said pussy. Yeah. He said pussy, shit. Like he, Jungle he, Boy. He uses the gamut. Honestly, Jungle Boy. I you could say pussy on TV like that. That was awesome. That was insane. I think it's the first time I ever yeah. heard pussy being said on wrestling or even on TV. Not in wrestling, but like. No way. On, oh, okay. On, okay. Hold pussy. on. Hold on. Hold on. You're right. I'm talking about on like mainstream like TV wrestling. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, so obviously Nick Gage yeah, does it all the time. That was fucking awesome, and like this is the best thing that 
Jungle Boy has ever fucking done in his life. And uh, he's pretty good in the ring. He looks like he looks like the, he's like he looks he he graduated from like you know like jumping jack farmer to guy who eats pussy with the crust cut off. But anyway, so this promo kind of reaches its eats apex. pussy with the crust cut off. <laughs> yes, I, I don't Bro. know. Like you know, what? like you know, like your mom, like you had like like a little dorky kid would get when his mom say, to like cut the crust. Bro, off. when you say crust on and and pussy like in oh, the same sentence. Oh, I guess sentence, you're right. You're yeah, cutting the crust of... off the pussy. I hope that she would cut the crust off the pussy before. Anyway. <laughs> okay. No, if that's how hardcore it is. He leaves it there. He leaves it there. Okay. You can you get it. You're reading too much into the joke. Bro, you just can't say crust and pussy in the same sure sentence. Anyway, uh, yeah. so, um, the you can't talk about bread either because bread is risen with yeast. But I'll say this about the the word <laughs> um the word pussy in this context is it's never been about uh, female genitalia. It's a. It's supposed to be like pussy cat, like scary right, pussy right. Cat. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, people forget that. Anyway, let's go. So, anyways, so he uh, the promo apexes with him talking about his dad and how he had to bury him with his, you know, with his uncle and whatnot. Then mm-hmm. Christian interrupts backstage. Says, "Okay, that- this interruption. Did you notice that there was a delay with with the jumbotron in terms of what they could see? Yeah, uh, like, it, it wasn't coming Christian was on like staring it, at it for it a happened second. again yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, he kept going." He's like, yeah, why are you still talking? Like, I'm, I just interrupt you. This, this pops up again later in a funny spot. Yeah, so Christian interrupts, says that, you know, he only ran away last week because he was scared of what he would do to Jungle Boy and says that the next thing he'll uh, drape over him because the, the Jungle Boy's wearing the jacket that Christian draped over him when he took him out. The next thing he's going to drape over him is a body bag and he won't have to worry about uh, him disrespecting his father anymore because he'll be cozing up to him in the grave. Damn gonna murder him yeah. insane there's a lot of murder like yeah a lot like, of straight like, death threats, like straight like. death threats on the show like there was like three there's a lot yeah there's a lot of fucking there's a lot of murder drama on fucking AEW. We almost had a decapitation by shovel in the fucking yeah. house of black fucking penta saga yeah and then like uh brody king straight up says that he's gonna kill darby allen like he's gonna yeah. murder him literally he just says murder <laughs> like there's just a lot of death, so that's just crazy. I've never, I mean, I, I have you. Can you guys remember that being a thing? They really, Not they, like they this, pushed no. it. They definitely pushed it, and it's awesome. That's crazy. Just so much death threats. So what if somebody does accidentally die? Oh my god! Like, if, if, I mean, so if if uh, Jungle Boy accidentally dies in the Christian match, so like for the heat, does he have to like film a video of him like burying Jungle Boy next to his dad? Have you ever seen uh, in the Christian murder case? They pull up his promo as evidence. Right, you know, <laughs> he threatened his life. <laughs> oh <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen like the uh, there's like a video on on YouTube? It's just a shit post, but I, I fucking it's so funny and it's it's uh it says DX. It's called DX um, predicts Chris Benoit murdering his family oh, or something like yeah. that. And it's and it's from two different fucking episodes of Raw, and Shawn Michaels goes. Chris Benoit, and it cuts to Triple H, and he goes, "Is a murderer." <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's um, <laughs> it's so stupid. All right, moving on. We have the Young Bucks backstage to talk about how there's the trios tournament, but they'll need a partner. Uh, Cutler offers himself, but they said that you know they don't want that, and they run into Hangman, have this like kind of tease that maybe they'll team up with him, but then the Dark Order interrupts before they get to say anything. 
That takes um, us to the next match of Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Is this, is this leading to Strickland. the return of Kenny? I think so. I mean, Tony has said that he was like holding off on introducing this belt until Kenny came back. So I think that that's yeah. That's I mean, in like what's happening. I mean, Adam Cole is obviously like torn between his guys and the elite. Well, I so looked at the uh, the that's the built-in tournament. Feud they for actually the have Cole with the other with um, yeah the rest of the undisputed elite like already confirmed. So th- that's that's a built-in feud right there. I mean, Kenny's coming back, right? Hangman's out. They just fucking did that little thing with Hangman, and uh, yeah, this is yeah, where Kenny's back. He's coming. He might it might be tonight because they're. They did like a thing where uh, the undisputed elite are back, you know. And maybe this yeah. is where we get the implosion. Um, but this Tony's uh, Swerve match, uh, this is uh, I thought this was fine. It was kind of filler, um, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, Swerve hit a pretty nice little sidekick to uh, Sterling's head and wins. And then we see Keith Lee knocked out backstage with Josh Woods standing over him. And then Nice blindsides Swerve, and they you know hold the titles. So that seems to be their next title match. This was the other spot where the uh, delay on the Jumbotron caused some comedy. And also, oh, I yeah. thought for a minute that the Swerve heel turn was complete because when they went to the Jumbotron and they show Keith Lee lying down with his ass whooped and Josh Wood standing above him, Swerve was just sitting there with this like, yeah, he, yeah. real uh, satisfying yeah, smile on his face for like, well, he was smiling, like real satisfied for about <laughs> five seconds. Yeah. Also, and I was like, oh shit, he's. he's yeah. Awesome that they're using Josh Woods. We thought he was really good when we saw him yeah. Yeah, at the yeah, ROH yeah. show. So glad to see him. Walks a hatchy's own, Josh Woods. Uh, next up, we had a, the House of Black promo. Malachi uh, says that Miro and him both know that the world is a hoax. Um, some real Alex Jones shit right there. And that oh he will God. take Miro from worshiping the throne to being on the throne. So I guess he's going to make him God. And then Brody, of course, says he's going to murder Darby in a coffin match. This is a ta- this is a tangent, but did you see that clip of like the that judge yelling at Alex Jones? Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> He's like, "You can't lie. You've already lied under oath twice. This isn't your radio show. <laughs> yeah, <it's so laughs> you can't good. just lie under oath." And she just like called out all the lies. So funny. Anyways, tangent. The next I like him. <laughs> Okay. The next match we had is uh, Thunder Rosa versus Miyu Yamashita for the AEW Women's Championship. Um, I thought this was pretty good, um, but from what I've heard, this uh, was worse than their match in Japan. Mm. And there was a few things, but it was that, like, good. I yeah, thought it was real good. It was, yeah, it was. It was good. Some of the some of the chain wrestling seemed overly choreographed and a little off time for that. But when they just started trading shit, it was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Rosa won that match, and then that takes us to the main event, Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson. This was another really good match. Um, this match was killer. It yeah, was awesome. it was just really, really good stuff. I mean, a lot of yeah. like great technical stuff. Um, Garcia pretty much kept up pace with Danielson. Danielson like sold like the whole like you know concussion thing like really well mm-hmm. too, and it wasn't like in a way like with like the rick flair match where you know not to keep yeah. up that but we're like it was like this isn't selling this guy's just actually you know well it was definitely less blatant than uh than pretending to have a heart attack so dude yeah. he came out with so much immediacy and fucking fire oh, danielson yeah. oh yeah you know what is he the best ever he's up there he's, he's definitely in the in the conversation is the best and uh, he might be yeah 
I don't know. This was terrific. I I wish they would have um just put Garcia over clean. So Garcia wins, and I actually yeah. got that spoiled for me, and I was pretty shocked by that. But then, you know, thinking about it, I was like, no, th- you know what, this makes sense because I know they're obviously going to push Daniel Garcia. Yeah. But, but they- he has a really, really good reputation, and we I don't think yeah. we've seen him in his full form yet on um, AEW. This may have been the closest. We, t- we talked about him being like like yeah. the indie darling like he would fit right in with like the top of the indies and fucking like mm-hmm. the the golden yeah, age yeah. of the Back indies the day, and stuff like yeah. that like they did a good job of not burying danielson with this and he uh you know he obviously they played up that he came back too early or something and he like his injuries were bugging him, and they did the, the, the cheat spot. Yeah, yeah, then yeah, then they did the fucking cheat spot, and it was very s- simple. And he passed out; he didn't tap out. Taz was like the hand of doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, um, of course, the hand was Jake Hager, but the hand of doom, Jake Hager's hand, that would be disappointing. But oh uh, yeah, great. Which will probably event. lead to a much worse match between Danielson and Jake Hager. But oh yeah, oh god, <laughs> great main event, another entry in the fucking classic series of AEW. Like, if you put a compilation together of just AEW TV matches, like, best of, you would have a hell of a fucking tape, brother. Yeah, that you would. That would be just oh, yeah. fucking great. It just, in, in just 2022 at that, Yeah, you would have a hell of a tape. Then that takes Welcome us... back, Brian Danielson. Fuck yeah. yeah. Then that takes us to Rampage from July 29th, 2022. Uh, and this is kind of what I was like saying, where like the quality is really erratic. Like Dynamite was a super high. Ric Flair's last match sucked, and Dynamite Rampage was. I think half of it was pretty decent, and then the other half, okay. not so much. So we open up with uh, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt versus uh, Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends. Uh, this was I, this was mostly like kind of more like a comedy match, but yeah, it, it's it like a fun, fun like a for fun match. I'm disappointed we didn't get like. I don't know if like he had just hasn't been in a ring for a while or what have you, but I mean Sanjay Dutt was really good in his day, and uh, oh yeah, and he was here to just do funny stuff. Yeah, and, he and didn't take do anything. In. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. Though. I was like, oh cool, he's gonna come out of retirement. This is awesome. And no, nope, he was doing silly shit. So I don't know if I was disappointed or I was okay with it. I just we I mean, he was good in what he did. You know. Yeah. Um, good at there was the post match beatdown, of course, and then you kind of get the next uh, tease for what's happening, which is that uh, Wardlow comes out to confront Jay Lethal. Yeah, I was wondering where they were going to go with this faction, and I assumed just rotating or, with, with going in, going into this. I assumed well, if Dutt's going to be wrestling, like maybe they're going going to enter that trios tournament. But then they could. It, I don't. I don't. They could. I don't know that they are. If they do, I expect them to be like a first round exit with Dutt, Dutt eating the pin again. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I guess I guess Wardlow and Jay Lethal make sense since the Joe thing is done. But I don't see Lethal beating him. Me neither. I'm and then I'm tired I'm gonna, of seeing Lethal lose big matches, so I'm tired of seeing Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, could be two birds of one stone, but you know it won't be. <laughs> I mean but yeah. I mean is Satinum seeing big enough, like a big enough threat like a monster like we're leading up to like him getting power bombs right or Ooh, yeah. is this like or is this like the way they're gonna get off get the get the title off are they gonna it's get too the- early to have him power bomb seeing i think yeah like yeah, i mean I sink sink so, it yeah. this could be the way to get the title onto jay lethal and off of you know an unstoppable monster because that's always hard to do i remember like yeah. uh i can't remember 
where like what podcast I was like listening to that or it could have been just like somebody teaching me but like it's when you have like a unstoppable baby face like it's hard to get the title off of them and I think they did that with um remember that like when remember when Santino Morello won the intercontinental title for the first time and they pulled him out of the crowd they had to do like a really big song and dance I can't even remember who he beat but I remember it was somebody unstoppable and they had Bobby Lashley come out and help him win and stuff like that. Well, I mean, even like, I mean, like a more high profile example is probably like just Goldberg and WCW, right? Yeah. You always have to do something like really like. Yeah. I mean, like the, the cattle prod and. Yeah. The over the over the top and special to get yeah. the title off of an unbeatable monster. And like, I mean, Satnam Singh could be the one that that could turn the tables for Jay Lethal against Wardlow. Uh, there's an FTR video package just recapping ROH. Um not much to say there. And then we had Ethan Page versus Leon Ruffin. Uh, they put over that this was um, the result of an upset that Leon had on Dark Elevation. Uh, basically, this is more or less a squash match. Uh, Stokely Hathaway and Layla Gray were watching it from the back, which was interesting. I don't know if uh, like they're splitting up the whole Men of the Year thing and... Ethan Page is going to be joining them. I'm not I thought, entirely I thought sure. they were. I thought they, they were. No, they were watching for Leon Ruff. That's what I. I, that's I, what I, I thought, thought they too. might have like, been maybe. too, but I didn't know if that was just like me, like injecting the like. Well, like you know, it's a black group, like, and their heels. <laughs> yeah, like oh, here's someone else who's going to turn heel, and I, I don't think Leon Ruffin's like the kind of guy who would turn heel though. I think. I mean, I thought that about. I thought that Moriarty. Yeah, about Lee yeah. Moriarty. So. We then had uh, Cole Carter backstage. So I guess they're definitely like planning on using this guy. And they keep making references to things. Uh, QT interrupts, says that. Uh, you know they've been hanging out he's been hanging out with the wrong crowd and that he offers him to join the factory and tells him to sleep on it on his own bed <laughs> and not with the fishes oh my god they got to stop <laughs> referencing that it's too much inside baseball. it's so weird nobody even remembers this guy and this is like that that happened on NXT that nobody's watching so you're right yeah it's it's not even like you know mon- uh, Wednesday night war NXT this is like you know 2.0 NXT that like has like you know Worst views in Rampage at the time. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea what they were talking about until you guys mentioned it. So. Yeah, yeah, they had the they had the fucking. Oh, you already know. Yeah. yeah. Well, if anybody else doesn't it. know, it's they had the mafia character on NXT kill, kill him. this guy, <laughs> like murder, more murder. Uh, most notably for this, this was a GoGo's first TV appearance, uh, pretty much since the Cody stuff. Yeah, he's back mm. with much fanfare. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's been on Dark and whatnot, but they, they've kept him off TV. I think Dude. Dark is a really good way to present this kind of stuff. It's better than like having main event come on like at noon on some random day. And, I agree, yeah. But at the same time, like they gotta they gotta remember that not everybody watches Dark. And I love watching wrestling. I love I like watching AEW, but I do not get to watch Dark hardly ever, if ever. Yeah, it's sometimes hard to fit in the schedule. Next up, we get the uh, solidification of Lee Moriarty's heel turn in his teacher versus student match against Matt Seidel. Uh, this was a pretty solid match, I thought. Of course, you know, like the heel turn comes, the Stokely comes down the ramp. He grabs Seidel's leg, giving Lee the opportunity to make his comeback, and he wins with the Border City stretch and finally takes Stokely Hathaway's business card. And then I saw something in the crowd that probably made Joey cry, which was a Jim Cornette sucks sign. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't care. I hate. There's good reasons to hate. <laughs> okay. There's good. No, like there's there's good reasons to hate Jim Cornette. Honestly, yeah. so. Yeah, the, the match was good, and we've already kind of talked about the you know subtext here. And to be clear, I don't really even like Jim Cornette. I just have respect for like his mind, like the Fair stuff enough. that like the, the the stuff that he talks about in the actual like. And if you're smart enough, you can take um, what's actually useful out of the shit he says. And as we know, the mind is the most powerful sexual organ. <laughs> True. <laughs> Um, we get a Britt Baker promo, uh, basically it just says Thunder Rosa's reign's gonna come to an end soon, but she's smart to keep Tony close to her, and Tony's dumb for not challenging for the title again. Not much to say about that one. Uh, Tony Schiavone is in the ring with Claudio and Regal. Claudio oh, thinks- Oh, it sets up the tag match, we're finally getting that tag match. Yeah, 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 but I mean, they've been setting up that for a while. Yeah, and we're finally getting it. Yeah, this was just kind of like you know, the next little stuff. But yeah, we'll get that tag match. I'm looking forward to I My guess is, my prediction for it is that uh, Hater's going to get the pin oh. to set up that match. A smart prediction. Falls in line with all the the young guns coming up. Yeah. yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, so am I. So Tony's with Claudio and Regal. Claudio thanks the fans, uh, and then he says it's an honor, wink, to stand before them as the ROH World Champion, and then welcomes Yuta to the ring. Then we this get a was pretty horrible. Se- segment. Yeah, this is pretty rough. Dude, Jericho cuts them off. Uh, he argues with Yuta about whether or not Yuta can beat him. It is incredibly childish. Wheeler yeah. Yuta, I can't yeah. do it, man. I can't do it. He sounds like Bart Simpson, and he looks like a Best Buy employee. <laughs> okay. okay. The thing is, the thing is, he seems to have the crazy thing is he seems to have confidence now, and it's like, it's like, no, don't be confident if this is what yeah, you got, dude. Go back into your fucking hole. This is this. It's like you should be, you should be, you should sound a little unsure of yourself if this is the fucking shit you're doing you're out there and and i think i think both of them are at fault with this i think he's this sucked on both ends jericho has been known to fucking miss with this shit yeah he's like he's like hey lease like okay i'm sorry he really does sound like parsons but he's just like yeah you know what i can i can beat you i know i can beat you and they're like no no you can't and it's just like oh my it was Uh, i outsmarted chris jericho yes you can no you can't yeah i outsmarted chris jericho huh yeah, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. Like, oh my god, <laughs> dude. How embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, so there... Uh, uh, so, uh, so we, what we if, have, what we if, have a, somebody in the I have to dis- interject this. Okay. What if you to beat... Because they, they set up the match where Chris Jericho's title shot's on the line. Not the pure title, but just Chris Jericho's title shot. What if you to beats him? What does that do to your old Eddie plan? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean, it might not come to pass. You know, I could be... My they do the could be very Mox wrong. rematch, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think like the a Mox Jericho match is like you know it's it's gonna pop a rating for sure. But uh, could you imagine like Jericho coming off of that those big wins and like or that big win and like just fucking loses to Wheeler Yuta? I, mean, I can't imagine him coming off these big wins and delivering this promo. But you know, here we are. Um, somebody, one one of the uh, members of our Discord, a brand new Discord that you should go join. It's in our link tree. Are you talking about Floppy Phil Montague? No, uh, it <laughs> no, says that his else. kids like uh, when Wheeler Yuta first uh, debuted that his yeah, the, kids uh, called them Subway Pants. Yeah. <laughs> it did look yeah. just like Subway Pants, like dead that, on. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, join up on our Discord. It's starting to pop off. We got people joining. 
we're sharing funny shit and sharing stuff and check it out talk about wrestling with us then we get the acclaimed diss track music video this is actually way better than i expected it to be i i was torn on whether or not i would uh do this but you know what i uh oh shit i did write it all down because i was like you know what like one of you is gonna say like all right well let's hear it and i'd be like oh shit like oh, i don't want to be caught my pants down let's, so i did write it down let's not right. do it let's not let's, do it let's, oh, i wrote uh, i do you know how long it took maybe me to write one this verse down? <laughs> maybe one verse okay let's let's, let's, yeah, let's get to the this... first chorus at least yeah because uh... listen you need i think you need to do it i think you absolutely need to do it all right so it's trash day and like you know what it's it, like let's talk about i want to talk about do the we have the music quick. for this though are you just gonna do it to the fucking normal acclaimed i, I, I guess i don't i don't know i mean i, I don't know because i don't have the i don't have the fucking like instrumental for this fucking garbage ass fucking track <laughs> listen boy, let's, it's, look, boy I'll take, it's I'll take this. I, it was like i i thought it was all right it was good character stuff and i would take this over i would take this over like modern rap today like at least these guys aren't mumbling yeah, no, maybe that's true, but um, <laughs> it was like at least they're not going away. It sounded like some throwaway shit from like ninety nine, like Massachusetts, maybe, but like suburbs, <laughs> maybe, but uh, like I'll take it, dude. That's how shit. There was one verse where I just couldn't figure out what the hell he was saying, but everything else, I mean, was pretty clear. But yeah, all right, so let's 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 do this, I guess. Uh oh, all right, hit the music, maybe. Yeah. I guess we're just doing this to the acclaimed Yeah, music. why not? Let's just do it. All right. Let's take out the trash. Gun Club wasn't getting over on their own. Hanging with the acclaimed, they got noticed on the show. I'm going to beat you in the street. I'm going to throw you on the floor. I'm going to leave you on the curb. Yo, these bitches got to go because it's trash day. Hope you have a bad day. Ass boys, me and Anthony are going to make your ass pay. Trash day, leave you with a sad face. The acclaimed got in the back, A. Eh? The acclaimed, we just got taken out the trash. All y'all Amber Herds, you'll be paying out the ass. Now I realize why you guys want to hang with us. Me and Bowens, we just making dudes famouser. Ass boys, you're already pathetic. Your dad is Billy Gunn, you got Genetti genetics. Hey, y'all are so garbage. Y'all are so sickening. Throw you on the mat, I'm literally limited. Uh, trash day, hope you have a bad day. Ass boys, me and Anthony are gonna make your ass pay. Trash day, leave you with a sad face. The acclaim got in the back, eh? Taking out the ass boys, got the whole crowd making mad noise. Oh, you didn't know? Trash day. Gun control is looming in the country. I support if we throw away these two guns, please. Billy, I'ma choke your sons. You should have shot blanks from your smoking gun. Since the ass boys ain't nothing but trash, we got two words for you. Dumpster mash. So they're gonna do a dumpster match a la... The New Age Outlaws versus. Honestly, I was way more entertained by your rendition, bro, than I was in the same. <laughs> it was, if if nothing know. else, it's clever. That was your best work yet. <laughs> I don't know. You're I mean, I was like, I was like, there's a couple clever lines in there, dude, but yeah. most of that's fucking. You're up, the, you're up to six like, mile now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, when there's I was a, torn on it, because I was like, I don't know if I like, I'm, I'm not gonna have like, you know, the beat down or up. I'm like, you know, screw it. Let's just read the, you know, read the transcript and go for it. But yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, I guess it's 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 a homage to um, the match. I mean, is homage to their their WrestleMania match, New Age Outlaws versus Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack. What a fucking weird repackage Chainsaw Charlie was. I I I, I don't remember. Like, I guess like apparently 
Um, I think it was Terry Funk's idea. Kevin, no, Kevin Dunn. Well, Kevin Dunn said that nobody was going to know who Terry Funk was, so he was just oh. like, "Fuck it, I'll do Chainsaw Charlie," <laughs> which is honestly super weird and kind of awesome. And then we uh, get to uh, Joey's match of the year candidate. Oh God, Ruby Soho versus Anna J A S. This is one of the worst matches I've ever seen. I I don't I it can't believe pretty, you think that bad. I can't believe you think this was worse than this wasn't worse than the fucking NXT match. So like that one was just like completely bad. This was it had a, like it, it felt like a wrestling school match for a lot of it where like the reversals were like super primitive yeah like and the super fr- like, like the first day of wrestling school dude Ruby was like even bad and here's the thing this is why I think it was worse than that match because Indy Hartwell and and uh, Lash Legend. They have yeah, really they're... bad ideas, but they're not they're not bad. At least they move okay. Like they're okay. Like there was they just physical botches they in just, that match. They just to, had to challenge that statement. They had they had some botches, they had bad ideas, they had bad execution, but at least they didn't look like they can't like Anna J can't even fucking do a headlock. She can't do a headlock, she can't hit, she can't fucking do anything. She can't do anything. She does that thing where she fucking like throws like a punch and then steps backwards and then fucking fixes her hair. She can't lock mm. up. It's there was day, one spot. Locking I up is where we're like day she kept one. Getting, there was that one spot where like uh, Ruby's on the ground. She keeps like kicking her back and she's kicking her in the stomach. But like Anna's like setting her boob. Yeah. It's like, like weird. Like, it doesn't make dude. None of it made sense. And like Anna Jay is just atrocious. Like AW she can't is, is lock supposed up. To be the pro- she's it's supposed to be the promotion that weeds this type of thing out yeah people Dude, like this out and why I mean, can't she learn a fucking headlock why i don't know, I don't know why she's on the show it's a headlock it's day one wrestling school shit a headlock and she can't do it i'm not did i say headlock i meant lockup i meant lockup you can't do it i meant lockup sorry i my apologize gotcha. like like it's day one wrestling shit why can't you do a fucking lockup why can't you lock up the one defense it's, I'll give this, I thought the finish was at least like, I mean, it's been done before, but it was at least somewhat clever. The the only part, yeah. the only saving grace of this match was how funny it was when Ruby tried to fucking fire up and she did the funniest looking headbutts <laughs> I've ever seen. That was the- Oh, what were they those were, fucking dude, headbutts? It was so bad. I one wanted, of them came close to looking like it might have made contact. But I'll say this: she looks the so, facial expression she has when she does them too, dude. Like, yeah. Oh, it, well, it was so as long as funny. she's gonna be in there making her fucking Tex Avery fucking cartoon faces, I'm not going to be unentertained. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, so, yeah. I'm always gonna fucking enjoy the shit out of watching those fucking crazy fucking face cartoon faces she's capable of and making. I think Ruby Soho came off bad in this match. Because, because she's fine. She's okay. She's okay. She's hell a, a yeah. Decent, I mean, she's like she's she's a fine wrestler. I meant she. I mean, she's a fine wrestler. Hopefully, Amber doesn't listen to this episode. No, I don't mean it like that. Like, I, I think she's a fine wrestler. I just like I felt like she was trying so hard to cover up Anna Jay's bullshit that you could tell that she was trying too hard to do it, and it just came off. It looked. It just came off so bad. This is one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. This was. Not quite um, David Flair versus El Dandy, but it's up there. And like, it's fucking, it was so bad. I, the, the headbutts were the fucking climax for me where I was just like done with the match. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty bad. Like, there's no, there's not really a whole lot of defense for it, if any. 
this shouldn't have been the main event. I mean, this I get like you're trying to get like women on the show. You want to put them like in good spots on the card, but like this shouldn't be in the main event no. at a spot show in the middle of fucking like Calhoun, Texas. Like this should and, not. And it's just funny because like be I remember, main event anywhere. Like because we watched Dynamite together, but we didn't watch Rampage together. And like no. we left Dynamite. Like this is like you're like this is one of the best AEW shows ever. Like yeah. not this year. Period. Yeah. And then like. That same crowd, because this was pre-taped, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. That same crowd was sent home with this. Yeah. What an embarrassment. What a fucking embarrassment to the wrestling business this match was. I don't want to sound like Cornette, like Roseanne, but this was embarrassing. And I can't believe... And then, like, we went, like... I fucking was so frustrated I said something in our Discord about how bad it was. Like, I said, like... Like uh, <laughs> the main event, the industry 40 yeah, years. I, yeah, it set the industry back like forty years, and then uh, and then and then uh, Spork posted uh, like a tweet of somebody saying how how great the match was and how incredible yeah, that was. It was. A, that was what was wild too, because I wanted to like see like you know what was like social media saying, and all I was seeing was like oh like yeah. Anna's so pretty, like <laughs> just like all this stuff that I'm like, and that's why I was like kind of like talking about that earlier, where I was like, it's so weird how like. You know, not 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 saying that like women should like face like you know undue like ridicule or something, but like they 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 should receive like fair criticism when it's due, and it's, it's yeah. Totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Due but for this at the match. same time, well, well, something that else was that was weird was that NXT match was like universally shit on by like everybody, and this nobody said anything about this match, and I think it was worse. I honestly think it was worse because oh my, Anna J can't do anything. She can't do anything. She I did can't find move. it funny. Uh, Jericho on commentary did put over that he has a few things he needs to go over with her. <laughs> no shit, God, to say the least. That's honestly funny. He's like, uh, yeah. But he, he didn't like say it in a way that was like obviously like, oh man, like this guy's pissed. He's like, he's like, I'm already seeing a few things to talk with her about. But like, he also named her Sports Entertainer of the Week. So you know, make of that what you will. I want um, she he's he's trying his best with her, but I want to share this story. So. Uh, years ago, when I was wrestling, um, I had been wrestling for a while at this point, and uh, when I would go work out um, at the, uh, I would work out at one of the schools that I would train at, and you know our normal instructor wasn't there, so I was leading the class. And there's a guy who he's real skinny, real, like a, a real beanpole, and he's been there for years. He's been in that school for years. I'm telling you years oh, and this guy, this guy this guy cannot get the most basic thing down he just couldn't do it and maybe i'm an asshole for this uh and i probably am but he just couldn't get it he couldn't get stuff down and he was wasting everybody's time i felt like he i always felt like he was wasting everybody's time and he eventually became a referee and he 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 was the absolute worst referee you had ever seen i've never seen a referee worse than him to this day not on any tv not on any indie show nowhere he's just that is that bad. the guy that would count to two and call for the bell no he's pretty no he, I mean, he I did they, they, honestly they he did worse a, they almost always have a ref on botchamania do you think he's like he's worse I'm, I, I'm not even joking no i don't think so i'm telling you he was far worse so he comes in and he tries to train and learn wrestling and stuff like that i'm telling you he's been there for years at this point he's probably been there for like six years so he's in there and i'm running the class right and we're literally, I'm teaching like just people how to do like some shoulder tackles, like just some basic spots. And he can't even do it. And I got so fucking frustrated with him because he kept stopping. And I was like, okay, can you do it over again? And I would, and then he would, he didn't, he couldn't, he still didn't do it right. And I was like, 
I was like, hey, try to do this. And then like, he still couldn't do it right. And I was like, I finally got fed up. And I was like, dude, like all these people here want to fucking learn. You've been here for years and you can't even do a shoulder tackle and you're wasting everybody's fucking time. I I told him that, and I, like I said, I guess I'm an asshole for this. And I asked him to do it one more time and he still couldn't do it. And I said, can you just get out of the ring? Like get, get out of the ring. I, I just, I fucking kicked him out of the ring because he just, he couldn't do it. And like, how long do you need to fucking learn how to fucking do a shoulder tackle? I would, and I, and I guess I'm an asshole, but I felt like this about Anna J. Like, how long do you need to fucking learn how to do something as basic as a lockup? Well, she hasn't been doing it as long as that guy has, but you're, you're right. Like, but she's being trained by like, yeah, ta- she's, like, she's, yeah. is, is she training at like Cody's school at the factory? Like, is she, when you're trained by Dustin Rhodes, like, what's your excuse? You're just, at this point, you're either not cut out for this or you're not applying yourself. Yeah, she's being trained by Glacier and QT Marshall. Yeah, how do you like Glacier? <laughs> like, how do you work with QT Marshall, who's really good, and you can't pick up? She's these got things? no talent, brother. But a lot of the shit's skill. Like, yeah, there's talent, but man, a lockup is just skill that you learn. That's day one shit, man. You literally learn that day one because because so, a lot of times you're not allowed to get in the ring you on just, the you first day of wrestling match school. That you know, there's no lockups, but. Seems a little. <laughs> no, you can't, dude. There's, it's one thing to like hide your weaknesses, but like, what you're gonna hide a lockup? What are you gonna, what are you gonna, what are you gonna hide next? Walking? To be fair, I mean, I, she wasn't as bad as she typically is, but man, she has like the weirdest like pose oh, when she walks. This ring. is, this might be the, this might be. The, oh my god, what was that? It was, I think it was on Dynamite, and she did the funniest ramp run. Yeah, that was funny at least. That's her redeeming quality is her funny ramp runs. Like, what do you have to do? Like, I don't know what I would do. Like, if I were her instructor, like, have her keep having matches on dark? Would you make her do some kind of other, like, wrestling training? Like, would you make her do, like, MMA so she would feel more natural? Like, what would you do? Like, would you I teach her boxing? Issue... I, I would, if, I, if, I was, if I was her trainer, I may, maybe I would, like, try to teach her some boxing techniques. So at least she would know how to, like hit somebody yeah you got to give her like some type of style to like lean on and then the sort of you know i mean there's a few basics that you just need down but i think you know like just trying to find yourself and you know, maybe being with jericho will help but i mean yeah. like davy said i don't i don't necessarily know that she was the one who was most deserving of this uh i'll attention. give it i'll give it time and if like i'm not like maybe maybe i'm being too hard on her but and like i said i'll give it time but i don't know i have i'm I've given up on her and I have no hope. There's lots of people waiting in the locker room to get their turn on TV that aren't getting it. And she's in a prominent spot now. And people who are, I think are a lot closer to like being ready, but just need a little bit more of that, like seasoning and whatnot. Like, mm. I mean, I would have almost rather had like Nyla Rose in this spot. Oh yeah. Easily dude. Dude. She makes yeah. Nyla. She makes Nyla Rose look like 1980s Ric Flair. Yeah, I mean, I meant, like, you know, I mean, like, it's kind of, like, I mean, I get that, you know, she has, like, her own thing that, like, you know, moving her, like, the JAS is weird. But, oh, like, you I mean, like, have her been... in the JAS? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think oh, that yeah. would have, I think she could have benefited from more from that, like, type of seasoning. But maybe there's reasons why uh, Jericho wouldn't want that. <laughs> Dave, right. did you watch this match? What did you think of it? Can you just tell us your thoughts? I went on, like, a big I mean, I've already, I, I, I mean, I... I gave my thoughts like 15 minutes ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> I went on like the biggest <laughs> rant about it. My bad. No, it's okay. I just don't really have anything else to say. Ruby Soho's fucking facial expressions are never not entertaining. So They never fail to deliver. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Yeah, and that's this week. So we're talking about doing like a G1 catch-up episode. Yes. As it stands right now, I believe I am in the lead and Davey is in second place. And uh, EOD is behind yeah. him and, and the Pickums. And, uh, but it's very close. We're all very close to each other. We're all in the 300s. <laughs> so, How, What's the total field? Um, I need to look. Well, we'll figure it out, and we have some catching up to do with some G one watching. We've got uh, eight nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they're they're yeah, on you know, night ten, I think. I mean, I know I watched. I, I guess I watched three nights. How much have you watched? Yeah, I've watched three I, nights as well. So yeah, I'm me too. Way so we got, we got some catch up, yes. but we can click through it. I think we yeah. can click through it. Skip the pre shows. If and if night three skip was the entrances, we can click through a lot. <laughs> yeah, skip the entrances. Skip the tag matches and. You know, I think we can get through it pretty quick. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening this week. Make sure you guys join our Discord, chat with us, drop questions for us for the show, give us feedback, tell us what you like, tell us what you didn't like. Yeah, let us know. We want, we really want to grow this community and stuff like that. And there's more stuff that we want to do, and uh, we want to see you guys. So it's in our the link monster tree. Pop community. The monster pop community. Yeah, the link tree is is in the description of where you're listening right now. You can follow that link tree. It's link link linkter.ee link tree slash monster pop. The Discord invite link will be there. So join up. We want to see you. And uh, may your week be filled with many monster pops. Catch you guys later. Adieu.